Who's ready for the Dirt Life Show? What's going on? <laughs> it is it's really nice it's getting a little bit of gray going on in there though i don't know i don't know what's going on with the age thing <laughs> Dude, I'm feeling a little better now. Have you had ever had anyone throw up right before your show? That's how nervous hey. he is, dude. Dude, <laughs> it ain't it ain't the nerves either. It ain't nerves. Dude, yeah, the dirt life is just too big for me. It just it just really got me. No, good old Lyme. Gotta love a nice migraine. Guy just wants to know who's faster, Corbin. Oh, it's easy. Oh, I think we're probably better off on YouTube than Facebook. I don't know. Sorry, Facebook people. I'm not on there. Dude, I feel it. That's how it is when I'm on my sim. So it happens when you live out in the middle of nowhere. Or cost. Yeah, we got to give a shout out to Mike Bruce. He's coming in at 3 o'clock. 
Oh, really? Yeah, there's a dude on here at three. He's the man. Welcome. Thank you guys very much for joining us this Monday night for episode 96, man, 96. That's Axel Hodges number two. Um, he lives in Southern California as well, but man, I can't believe we have 96 episodes of this dang little show about off-roading. So thank you guys very much for joining us tonight. We have a fantastic show for you guys lined up. Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. We're going to talk about racing. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk with uh, our buddies Seth Quintero, Ronnie Anderson, and they're going to call in and uh, talk with our featured guests tonight. Uh, over here to my far left, we have uh, Corbin Leverton. What's yes, up, Corbin? Sir. Corbin is a, a professional side-by-side -side racer. He races for Polaris Razor along with a bunch of other sponsors. Uh, he's a championship works driver. Yeah. And uh, in the middle here, we got uh, badass himself, Cody Bradbury. What's up, Cody? Not too much. How's it going, guys? And uh, Cody is also a professional side-by-side -side racer that races for Polaris as well. And, uh, man, these guys have so many accolades to their name so far. And uh, their team, uh, I don't know what you guys call it. Do you guys have a name for the whole team yet? It's Man, it's always just kind of been under CB22, but uh, we... We should probably think of, yeah. of, of a name. I feel like we, <laughs> I've thought about that lately. I feel like we could probably use a name, but I don't know. You don't do like one of those massive motocross team names, Troy Lee Designs, Red Bull Gaskets. You got to remember like 60,000. Yeah, like four <laughs> sponsors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a whole sentence for just a team name. Yeah. Just do it something cool like Team Cactus Cooler. Yeah. That would originally be, we were Bradco, so originally we were Team Bradco. I guess yeah. I guess we got to tell them that. I yeah. kind of like that. So yeah. uh, all right, so we're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff. Um, thank you guys very much. Like I said, for joining us, I'm Georgie Hamill. Uh, I always forget to say my name, so uh, Shelby Anderson's cheering me on over there. Uh, one thing that I want to talk about right before we get started is uh, it's your brother Lincoln's birthday today. Yes, isn't it? it is. My so we should brother all, Lincoln. We should all throw a shout out and uh, play some. Uh, I don't know some applause for him today. Yeah, happy birthday, Lincoln. Thank you, Link. 19. 19 years old already? Yeah. Dude, he's a, that much of a shredder on his dirt bike, too, right? Yeah, he's hurt more than he's not hurt. But he's right now, he's, he's shredding hurt, the he's scooter around because he can't walk. So he's still shredding? Yeah, he, he, he's shredding. Technically. <laughs> well, you've seen him on his 110, right? One-legged? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. He's killing it on his 110. Um, yeah, so anyways, uh, you guys can join us uh, on any of the platforms. You can join us on YouTube. Not tonight on Facebook, but you guys can join us on YouTube, uh, as well as Instagram. We're on Instagram Live. Uh, you won't get the full production on Instagram, but uh, you'll be able to hang out with us. We're getting a bunch of comments and everything already, so keep commenting in. We'll try to get to uh, all your guys' comments, but if we can't, then just keep uh, chiming in there, and we'll get to it sooner or later. Um, but these guys have a whole bunch of fun stuff to talk about, so you guys can make fun of them. You guys can uh, hang out with us tonight and just have a good time. Uh, like I said, we got Seth Cantero. He's going to call in a little bit later. Uh, Ronnie Anderson's going to call in. We'll probably talk some Texplex racing. We'll probably talk about some of your guys' wins in the work series, that kind of stuff. I think it'll be pretty cool because, uh, man, I've only been to one works race, and uh, I liked it. Yep. And uh, you guys will be able to educate me a little bit about that form of racing on the side-by-side. -side, so, um, 
I want to thank uh, all of our sponsors before we get started for, with uh, tonight's show. Um, but before I do that, like I said, you can join us on uh, all the platforms. Uh, every Monday night at 5 o'clock on Thursdays, we also have an Instagram live feed, so you guys can just check that out. That's just, uh, just only on Instagram, but it's kind of cool. We call it the Industry Insider, so you can go over there and you can kind of get behind the scenes. Like, uh, it's pretty cool because there's information that a lot of people don't get to see like in uh, a normal post or something. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, man... Like, we have every audio platform that's available. iTunes, Google, Spotify, Amazon, all those bad boys. So uh, pick us up on any of the platforms that you guys is, uh, have as your favorites. And uh, let us know what you think, man. Get some interaction with us. Hang out in our DMs, man. You guys have been doing such a great job. We really love all your guys' messages and everything that you guys are doing to help grow the show for us. Uh, the show is brought to you by uh, the fantastic guys over at Shock Therapy. Um, they've been uh, part of the show since day one. Justin and his team over there do some fantastic stuff with uh, ride improvement systems for your UTV. They can do your shocks, revalving. They have uh, awesome steering racks for some of the cars like we have behind us, like the Polaris Razor, um, the Pro XP, the Turbo S. Obviously, they have Can-Am products as well. So um, go check some of that stuff out. Uh, the guys over at KMC Wheels, man, they have been a partner of the show since uh, at, from Wheel Pro since day one as well, and we can't thank those guys enough. Ryan Edwards and uh, Ryan Guidus at EFX Tires, man, those guys have just been helping out so, so much, and uh, we really appreciate if you support the brands that support us as well. Uh, the guys over at Zollinger Racing Products, Travis and his team, uh, do a fantastic job innovating and making new things for the industry. So uh, please, uh, always... Support the sponsors that support us. You can use the code the Dirt Life at uh, ZollingerRacingProducts.com and uh, get a big old discount. Uh, the guys over at CryoHeat, uh, have you ever seen any of the metal treatment that they could do? Yeah, we. Uh, I actually ran transmissions uh, a couple of years ago with them. So those Pro Mod transmissions. Yep, I've, those, ha- I've had them in a few different a few different cars. Dude, they're almost like bling, like jewelry yeah. for us racers, right? Dude, they're they're like too nice to run. I know. <laughs> That's what I always tell Josh too. I'm like, I wouldn't want to mess it up. But yeah. anyways, you can get any of their metal treatment services. You can send in or get a Pro Mod transmission like uh, Cody used to use a while ago, or uh, you know, you can even do axles, CVs, and all that stuff just to uh, help treat your, the metal on your uh, UTV. Less rolling resistance, the faster you can go in those little horsepower motors. So uh, call Josh over at Cryo Heat and uh, tell him the Dirt Life sent you. And thank you guys, uh, or thank you to all the guys over at Solder Weld. Um, they make welding blankets, an off-road repair kit that you can put in your uh, race rig or your uh, play rig, and uh, you can repair your race or repair your ride because you can bond metal on, on the go with just some map gas. So yeah, use the code Dirt Life over at solderweld.com and uh, save a whole bunch of money on any of their products. So like I said, thank you guys very, very much for supporting the people that support us. We really, really appreciate appreciate it. Um, we're going to do a couple things tonight that are a little different. We haven't played uh, Are You Smarter Than a Third Grader in a while, so okay. uh, we're going to see how that goes. That's going to be rough. Yeah. I kind of feel like Corbin <laughs> might have a little bit of an edge because he's younger than both of exactly. us. Exactly. But then I think that the edge might go back to you because you have younger children, too. Yeah, this I don't know. Got a they're college not, degree, too, they're not, dude. They're not in third fair. grade yet, so. Yeah, but the college degree, like, is totally wiped out. Yes. because I'm like, just a dumb homeschooler, man. Yeah. It's going to be rough on me, I gotta, I'm going to com- try. I'll give it my best. I got a software engineering degree, and I have failed the th- are you smarter than the third grader so <laughs> bad like it was horrible dude so I've, I've pretty much forgot everything i learned in college so yeah there you go it's, it's all gone so it'll be pretty fun uh but you know what we should do we should have some of the audience members on uh, uh instagram and on youtube j- chime in when we do the third grader questions all right, all right. they'll probably smoke us yeah i feel like they will too. <laughs> yeah. or they're gonna give us they'll the be looking it up on Google. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. can, am i allowed to use my phone when we do this or no 
You're gonna have to be pretty quick because there's a 10 second limit. <laughs> uh, all right. So you, you can ask Siri, but yeah, then that's gonna it, give it away to Corbin. Yeah, it will. Uh, so like I said, yeah, we have a fantastic show for you guys. Um, it's gonna be pretty cool to talk with these guys about the stuff that they've been doing. And one of the main things that I wanted to do uh, on tonight's show, the last couple episodes have been a little bit more serious. We talked about, uh, you know, a little bit more serious stuff and industry stuff. So I just want to have a good time with you guys, man. Um, thank you guys very much for letting us come to the shop here yep, in Norville, California. It's pretty cool. As you guys can see, uh, is this a new race car behind us on the one that's naked right here? Yeah, this is yep. this is actually Corbin's car. Um, I have an identical one. It's actually not here right now, but uh, these are the ones that we just finished. We raced them last round at Texplex, so um, they they just got done. They're not powder coated yet, so they're a little bit of a pain in the butt to keep clean. Did you but. guys have to have a Scotch Brite party on this one? Oh yeah, yeah. Corbin. I spent Corbin a, got I spent down. a solid day out there tweaking on it, but it looks pretty now, <laughs> dude. It looks good. Like the metal's looking pretty sweet. Uh, Travis Pointer just commented in and said he's not good at math, and uh, so he, but he's out for anything else. Uh, <laughs> so he can really appreciate some of this, though, some of the fab work that was done on this. Who built this car for you guys? Car one. Yeah, yeah they, done right there in uh, Lake Elsinore. He did everything, arms, cage, bumpers, the yeah, whole Yeah, so I don't know thing. whether you guys can see, like how much you guys can see behind us here, um, but these cars are built fantastic, man. Uh, and then this is uh, last year's race rig behind us here, yep. the yep. red one. Yep. yep, she's for sale too. Someone need a good works <laughs> car, it's all yours. Dude, yeah. Dude, try to sell right now. You don't even yeah. need Craigslist. You it's gone. Your life, dude. <laughs> Let's start a bidding war on the on the live right now. Yeah, there you go. Give me some offers. I wish I could talk like those auctioneers. <laughs> Super fast. Dude, yeah. Give me a hundred. Give me a hundred. Give me a hundred. <laughs> How much are you going to sell that bad boy for? However much somebody's going to pay for it. Dude, it looks yeah. cherry still. It looks so good. It's in pretty good shape, honestly. Like, so I was we're talking pretty to, OCD. We keep our stuff pretty clean. So. I was, Yeah, I was talking to you and Shelby before at the sh when we were kind of moving things around to get it set up for the show. And uh, I was like... Dude, did you race this thing? You're like, yeah, it's a year and a half old. I'm like, dude, this thing's like brand new. <laughs> that one's beat. You should see the one in the back. That's mine from last year. Yeah, I'm, making, I'm making a play cleaner. car. It's only got like, I think it's got 10 hours on it is all it has. So. Oh, dude. Travis said, I'll tell you, pay you $1. <laughs> you cover shipping. You need a few more zeros, but it's a good start. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So thank you guys very much for chiming in and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Um, I really, really appreciate That's one of the things that I was going to say is, like, I really appreciate the cleanliness that you guys have. You guys have a lot of organization, and that goes a long ways when you talk about a team effort and racing in general, right? Like, um, I think we actually talked about it on your previous show that we had uh, yep. remotely. Um, with yeah, no, it's, I mean, there's a certain amount. There's, Corbin's working on stuff at different times than I am, so um, if, we, if we're not organized and we don't know what each other needs to do, then it just gets all jumbled up and it becomes a mess, so there's kind of a lot of hands in the pot around here at all times, so we got to be pretty organized with everything. Yeah, and I was noticing that too, like you guys were having just some simple conversations over tacos, which we had before yep. the show, and uh, talking about stuff that's going to happen in the future, And but everything is really set, like there's a a director there's like people that talk about what they're going to do there's people that follow the rules you know there's people that help out building stuff and uh driving to the track and all of the different things and it's pretty cool to see that because um side by side racing is pretty new um but there are some teams that are doing it really well and there's some teams that are just going like ad hoc and they're just kind of trying to figure it out and you guys are one of the the teams or the efforts that i see really being cohesive with all your design and sponsorship uh, uh, deliverables and also with the way that you structure the race days and the pro the practice days and the prep days and all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean that's something that you kind of have to have, you know, if you're going to race at a high level at uh, in anything, you know, whether it be 
um, off-road or, or racing street cars or, or dirt bikes, or whatever it is, you have to have a certain level of, you know, whatever, whether it be discipline or professionalism to, to make things run efficient. And like well, you said, we're kind of, you know, working at stuff on different times and there's multiple people out here kind of working on things and you kind of, kind of make sure everything's organized and kind of have a plan set for, you know, the next years and the next races and, you know, just, yeah, just being organized and kind of making sure everything runs smooth and efficient. So I agree 100%, but that is, he says it humbly or mildly, but that's the recipe for success. That's not just how you have to be. Cause there's probably a bunch of people that don't do that. I mean, it's off-road, right? Like off-road yeah. is a pretty loose sport yeah, or whatever you want to call sure. it, a loose hobby or sport, whatever. Um, and there's only a few teams and that's why I'm so like, I admire you guys so much from, for doing that is because there's very few teams that keep that level of professionalism and, uh, cohesiveness i like to use the word cohesive because it's it's really what you guys do i mean from everything from your helmets to the outfits to everything yeah no i mean really the only thing i think that we're running different this year is the second digit in our number and our helmet paint job everything else is the same and i think that you know sponsors it's nice and clean and and don't get me wrong there's some sponsors that want something else and you know we try to align ourselves with the ones that the ones that want to be represented the way that we like to represent. And it's, it needs, I don't know, in my opinion, everything needs to match. And when you, when you have multiple cars and everything, you know, is not put together the same, it just, there's kind of a lot going on. Yeah, so. it gets yeah, it gets too unprofessional at that point. I forgot who commented in because the comment already passed us, but they said OCD overload for sure. And, yeah, but dude. I love bad. that though. That's that's my mother-in-law. She knows me too good, dude. <laughs> but that's like the, that's like perfect though, because that's like I mean I didn't have as professional of a team as you guys do now, but that's the way I was too. Like everything, there was a checklist for everything. There was setup sheets. There was setup sheets for past races, so we had a baseline. I ran it just like you guys do for like a professional motocross team would have. Yeah, and honestly, dude, like I I think. Uh we're kind of just naturally more that way, right? We're not really like the party guys or, or the off-road is full of like a little bit of that. And then a little bit of just like, ah, it's off-road, you know, like we can kind of do what we want. And, yeah. and like, we're kind of naturally more that OCD type. Both of us are and, and not much are like partiers or wild. So both of us are kind of already going to be that more clean cut style. And we like all of our stuff to look the same. Like, and we try to, we try to put off that image cause it's, it's what we really are. You know, we're, that's, that's us. Yeah, so exactly. we like to, like you said, like, deal with the deal and, and work with the the sponsors that, Wait, that want act, that same deal you know does it ever backfire and people are like i don't know who's the, who's who on the track like does your wife or anybody like your all family the time. hates it yeah our all family the time. hates it yeah they're like can you guys do something like put a light on there a different color or whatever um and actually we do have rear lights that are different colors this year but uh yeah no it's it was it was a problem you know especially last year with the cars being bright red and all that stuff um, you know, we'd come around the first turn and one of us would be towards the front and one of us would be towards the back. Seth Cantero says drop the knee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this he's is l- me. I always got my leg crossed. Leave me alone. So, Seth, uh, no, he's ready for you to propose, dude. No, uh, no. Yeah. So what, uh, so there's that. <laughs> you got to, you guys, you want to talk that about early, that? Huh? Yeah. Had to bring it up right at the beginning of the show before you call in, jerk. Killing me, Seth. Uh, so, uh, a little bit of a funny thing is if you want to look at the Instagram stories that <laughs> Corbin posted in the Dirt Life show post that is Seth made fun of, uh, <laughs> Corbin's girlfriend Shelby and said that uh, she's going to get proposed to today. But we already talked about it before the show. And I was like, if an off-road guy proposes on a tiny ass off-road show that's a total fail for a proposal like you gotta go to the beach or do something cool like yeah. come on i love your show but yeah i would i would feel pretty bad i think she, old shelly would be a little mad at me <laughs> you gotta do something elevated which yeah. is like <laughs> yeah now it has to be some big thing because 
She's expecting it now. But you're going to yeah. have to be there so you can get oh. it on the show now. We're a ways away. <laughs> oh, ask Hudson. Go he away. always knows who, who's who. I don't know what that comment was directed for. Hudson but knows it all. He's got it down. Some pretty smart kid. So uh, yeah. what are your kids' names, Cody? Hudson and Hayden. Yeah, so two, two uh, boys, a five, uh, five and seven-year-old. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Do they like razors? So the older one is all about it. He uh, he drives a 900 out here in the hills. No racing or anything yet. I'm trying to kind of push that back as long as I can. I know it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, the other one, man, he's just full superhero kid. Like completely, really? completely different. Yeah. <laughs> in his own world at all times, shooting spider webs to just, I'm surprised you didn't get shot with any on the way. Really? In. Like he just, <laughs> I don't know. He, I mean, he rides a quad around a little bit and he has a Stasic that he rode and he rides bicycles, but he still, he still loves the, uh, still loves the superhero stuff. That's pretty cool though. I he, like the difference because they both can complement each other, right? They're polar opposites, yeah. like polar opposites. Hudson is, race life all the time well because he likes what dad does yeah and I mean, he's honestly I, I feel like he's a fan of of any racing period um what does he know? do when he sees like rj and his pro tour or something like that he, he gets pumped up actually shelby took him over there rj gave him a, a tour of the shop and gave him a bunch of like nice. a backpack and hat and a bunch of cool stuff so that was pretty cool he was excited i'm i'm sure he was too shy to actually enjoy it when he was there but he loves everything that he got there that day. So, dude, the kids living the dream. Yeah, no, yeah. he's he he's he got gets it to do a lot. <laughs> uh, Travis Pointer said, uh, "I propose in front of my uh, mother-in-law's trash can." <laughs> oh, please yeah, don't do that, Corbin. <laughs> no, no, don't worry, Shub. I'll give you something better than that. Uh, all right, so the internet's going pretty good. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, another thing that I was going to talk about was kind of on those same lines of uh, the family stuff. Is um, you and your brother, did you guys have those same, uh, I don't know, like polar opposites when you guys were growing up? Or were you guys both like raised yeah, in the dirt? Yeah, like yes and no. Like, um, like I see a lot of similarities like in his boys and Hudson and Hayden. And uh, yeah, I was I was kind of always, I don't know. Yeah, I always just more kind of had my had my deal set. You know, like I like liked certain things I like. And Lincoln was that type like Hayden is. He just, you ain't going to tell him nothing. Like he's going to do what he wants to do. And he ain't going to do anything different, you know? Like, uh, I, I still think Hayden one day it's going to flip and he's going to love dirt bikes and love it all. Like, Link is the same way, you know? Like, you can never get him to... Unless he wants to do it, he ain't going to try it. But once he decides he's going to try it, you ain't going to tell him no. Like, yeah. he's doing it and, and he's he's set on it. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, and they're so young, so yeah, it's like... Yeah. yeah, no, and I'm... I don't know. I'm, I'm not pushing, pushing him to it. I know? mean, I... I want him to obviously but i'm not you know i'm not pushing him to go that direction or anything like that regular sports is fine anything i yeah. just the superhero stuff i uh it's really weird just because like i mean i was around the, corbin and lincoln a lot you know when they were little and obviously now too but they were never really like that so it's just something completely new for like the whole group he just it's funny he runs around in a spider-man outfit and all kinds of stuff like he just he goes for it yeah, i think that's pretty cool and he just don't care he just nope doesn't care it makes it so much like it adds a little bit of flavor to it right yeah and then so you know like when uh, and i i know the show is about you guys but i'm trying to lay down a framework of you guys's lives and stuff like that but you know that at some point when uh hayden becomes a little bit older if he does want to get into racing or into a side by side, he's going to be the creative one. He's yeah. going to be the one that wants like to when have the, like a bright yellow car or whatever it is, like the flare. That's ex honestly that's exactly flips. how Lincoln yeah. is. And and to be completely yeah. honest with you, Lincoln is 
hands down better than Corbin and I both. Oh yeah, Razor. way more naturally talented. Really, than anybody he does with hands both down. Of us. Yeah, he showed up at yeah. he showed up at uh, what was it Havasu Havasu last year? Hadn't driven a Razor in three years. Raced his little sister's RS1. It's a white one. Yeah, and uh, dude, the dude was running like second in the pro stock class, and seriously hadn't driven in forever and ended up Roll putting it on thing. his side yeah. like really with like half a lap or a lap to go yeah. so she just like, goes full pepper yeah. the whole time yeah, yeah he's he, good i mean you've seen him on a bike dude yeah. like he'll smoke his on a bike now but yeah i don't he's just gonna do his own deal you know like it's cool I, I wish i was more that way he's more free-spirited or, or whatever you want to call it but yeah way more naturally better than both of us that's pretty cool man the only thing that i i am concerned about here is uh my body's not doing very good and it's mostly because of motocross oh that kid's I, done I, I, I want link to have a, like a long career man so we got to make sure that he stays a, we should put him in a bubble like he's gonna stop hurting me. himself because <laughs> he was you said he just broke a foot yeah, he, he. I think he shattered his heel or something. Just messed around in the front yard. In our front yard, tin, dude. He never he, gets hurt doing the crazy stuff. It's always on his own tin. So. Oh, really? Yeah. The throttle stuck on the one tin track in the front yard, and he just overjumped it. My wife called me. What, and he like, weeded on a double? Yeah, he just, uh, like, launched it to flat. It's always the little stupid stuff. Yeah, I was telling Corbin earlier, like, I have a big rod from the top of my hip all the way down my femur. Like, dude, it's massive. It's probably, I don't know, 10, 12 inches. Like, it's huge, and it holds my whole bone together. And for some reason, it felt like somebody's been drilling into the side of my leg today. Like, yeah, it hasn't hurt for two years. And yeah, now he had one of those. He had it. He actually got surgery again and got it removed, got the rod out. I yeah. heard a bunch of people saying that. Is that, like, yeah. a deal? Like, it makes him feel way better? I he just, was growing too much, I think, yeah. for him to leave it in. I heard it was growing, and then the doctor was saying if he was to crash again and it bent in there, like it'd be big time problems. It'd be oh. better just to break the bone again. So yeah, just keep it. I'm no doctor. Uh, we've been saying that bubble him up. <laughs> yeah, he needs it. Kid needs it. So if uh, if you guys were going to take a guess, just between you two, then because Lincoln obviously waste us. But who's a better guy at doing wheelies on a dirt bike? Uh, I got you covered right now. Maybe in his prime. In my he might prime give you a for fight, sure. Me. Are you like 12 o'clock boys? Are you like 9 o'clock boys? Like, where see, are you guys at? See, I'm old enough to where 12 o'clock boys didn't exist. Like, <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, no, he's got me covered on wheelies I, for sure. I don't know. I don't even ride dirt bikes much anymore. I sold the big bike, but the 110 at least, so. Really? Bikes, yeah. are, are you 12 o'clock on the 110 then? Dude, I don't know, unless, unless I don't loop it out. We'll see. <laughs> you smoke your tailbone? Yeah. I still think I got Cody covered for a while, at least. You think any of uh, any of the girls could beat you guys at wheelies these days, or you guys would have to step Dude, it up again? Don't even bring that up. Why? You, now we're gonna have to talk about my little sister who just road rashed herself on the one ten the other day. Oh, dude, I heard about yeah. that. So she's all good now, or no? Yeah, she's. she's I don't know. She's kind of tore up. She's sitting back over she's there. She's, she's. She's. <laughs> I could see the uh, the scabs out from underneath the sweats right there. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> It's cool that you guys, like today, I actually went to the gas station here in Nuevo, and there was guys riding quads and razors down the street, oh, yeah. and I was like, Every day. I feel like I'm in Arizona. Maybe yeah. this is a good place to live. All times of the day, dude. All night. All I mean, it's the boonies, but honestly, that's why we're here. I mean, I I have a general that I, I when I park my truck, like on the Freedom. weekend from work, I don't even pull it out of the garage. I drive the general everywhere, anywhere in town, so... Yeah, he doesn't drive the general on any streets, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> at all. Uh, but yeah, so I was pretty stoked on it. But you guys can mob 110s and stuff around here, too, because yeah. you guys oh, yeah. are far enough out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, and honestly, like, the, like as long as you're not being an idiot, like, the cops are chill about it, too. Like, as long as you're just cruising around. I, like, we went to El Kamal, you know, down to the taco shop. Yep. We always cruise down there on 110s and all that. It's Most of the cops around, around here have the it, stuff, you know? too. They, yeah. Like, they have razors. Like, I've had cops yeah. come over and, like, 
check everything out and be all pumped well, on cause it. Well, because they so. probably see the little 110 track right out the side of your house. For a while, we were like the only ones in Nuevo that had razors. So anytime that anyone was out here riding and they ran from them, they would come here and automatically thinking it was <laughs> yeah, us. It was definitely in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's pretty cool that you guys can do that. It brought me kind of back to uh, my Arizona roots or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was pretty cool. Um, we'll wait for Seth Contero to call in in a little bit right here, and we'll talk and see if has he ever been over here and rode the one ten track. Oh yeah, he hasn't been over here in a bit, but yeah, Seth's always over here hanging out. All right, Seth. So if you're, recently, but. if you're watching, uh, try to join us right here, and then uh, or I can actually ask you to join too if you can't get in. Um, uh, it's pretty cool that you guys do have that freedom though, because um, you guys both work really hard, by the way. But um, it's neat to be able to see that because there's a lot of people that live in like uh, cookie cutter houses or in neighborhoods yep. and stuff with HOAs and they can't actually have that freedom but I feel like that makes it so much easier for the stuff that you guys do you have your own shop on the property and things like that it's just it's so much fun for sure easier access yeah, yeah no and I sure. mean I, I actually lived down the street you know a few years ago and we sold that house and built a house next door basically right here and it makes it nice like I mean I get up I work a full-time job so uh, I get up early in the morning you know 5 30 and come work on race cars before I go to work so it makes it it makes it nice to be able to just walk out of my back door and kind of walk up here and start doing my thing and then just go right back home. So yeah. it's easy. It's way better like that. Plus, it saves so much time. You don't have yeah. to drive to a shop. Look at this big Red Bull guy on the line. What's up, Seth Cantero? What up, guys? How are you doing today? Good, how are you? Dude, we're firing on all cylinders over here. Uh, we even had Cor Corbin actually was firing pretty good at uh, before the show, too. Dude, yeah. <laughs> he, lost, he lost his lunch. He got nervous. Yeah. Gotta love Lyme, dude. No way. I, I had the worst migraine for like the last hour and seriously threw up right before the show. And it wasn't because I was nervous. I don't get nervous yeah, like right. that. I promise. I had the gnarliest no, migraine. No, here's what uh, it is. Listen, you were too nervous to propose to Shelby's. Dude, yep. You got me. You got uh, me, Seth. Yeah, that's what you it got was. Me. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, Seth, are you driving your car right now? Yeah, just working on her and then figured I had, I forgot I had to call in. So I got <laughs> Give us a nice background. I was like, oh, shoot. Gotta get in there. But yeah. Uh, Jamie Bradbury says, I'm so ready for Shelby to be my granddaughter. <laughs> my grandma. That's so awesome. <laughs> uh, hey, so what have you been up to these days, Seth? Nothing much. Base stream is coming up quick, so I've been putting in a lot of work uh, in the garage. Uh, got that new shop. Been uh, trying to slowly move stuff over to the shop, get the shop ready. But uh, not a whole lot. There's been really getting the power out around here. Say so you've you haven't been uh, like you haven't had enough free time to come rip the one tens with these bad boys. Yeah, no, what the heck, those so. guys always show me up. Every time I go over there on a one ten, they show me up. Except for the wheelies, I'll cover them on the wheelies. Oh. I got them dialed. Yes, that's got his wheelies dialed. I'll give him that. Get his wheelies dialed. No, anything that those any of thing that those two do, they're good at, and I don't get. So I usually don't end up coming over because I get jealous and frustrated that I suck at everything. So I just they, don't come over. Hey, we still have to go golfing. I guarantee you, you're better at that than me. So do you I guys are golfers. No, so I started last week. Really? And I played best ball with some friends at work, and I won. So, dude, I feel like that whole OCD thing is like a detriment. Like it would be so bad at golf because like you can't be OCD at golf, can you? Like. What do you mean? Like, because you have to be flexible because you're going to suck at the beginning. Like, oh, I you're going to be so hard on yourself. Like, oh, I'll no, just continue terrible. until I get good. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We'll see. I still haven't gone. I've, I've golfed one round of golf, and I don't know if you've seen it or not, but there was a video of us with the Millers. Really? Uh, I didn't see race, it. Yeah. Oh, go watch it. It's, it's terrible. Rough. It's so bad. They, they smoked us worse than the smoking us Texas Were you guys happy Gilmore right in it, like, the whole time? Or were we I mean, we were just doing anything we could to get the ball off the ground. Oh, really? 
That was rough. Seth, you think you got them covered then, or you think they're going to come up? Uh, my problem is that I, I like with golf. I'm so bad that I never ever want to play, so I never get better. So I don't know. See, I like the opposite, them. dude. Oh, like you're trying to suck. Like, like if I suck at something, I refuse to like. I refuse to suck at it, right? Like I was go karting the other day with with Troy uh, Adams. Um, he's been coaching me a little bit, and like we were just trying to jump rope. I'm like, dude, I cannot jump rope. Like I kept on just, I I, I couldn't do it at all. I'm like, this is so terrible. On my way home, I bought one on Amazon. Like I've been trying to jump rope, so now I can do it. Like I just don't like sucking at something. I you guess know? you're right. So. Yeah. So my comment about OCD is working the opposite because now he's like totally focused yeah. on yeah. it. Dang. It's it's, a, it's I don't know gift you, of the curse whatever you want to call it. You have that same problem, Cody. Same problem. No, yeah, I've probably uh, worse than me. Yeah, no, I, I mean, my wife can attest to it. I got home from golfing um, with some buddies at work on Thursday and busted out the balls and started chipping around my front yard. So <laughs> I, I refuse to be terrible. <laughs> Seth, I think you got some comp coming in, dude. Yeah, if I'm not like semi natural challenge something, I can just like when I can tell when I'm so bad at something that there's just no point in yeah. trying. So you're just and smarter than us. Yeah, no, that's golfing. I won't waste my time. Like, all right, I know I'll never be excellent at this sport. I'm done. I'm hey, so uh, Chase, yeah, I'm- Chase over at Shock Therapy asked this question to Seth, but I'm going to ask it to all you guys. When are you guys going to enter the 110 X Games? Oh, dude, I don't know where my invite was. I'd have been there. Dude, Link should be the one. Link would have smoked him. Yeah. Link would have smoked him. They definitely, yeah, there was definitely. I, I gotta know, stay off two wheels in there. Two, two wheels isn't good for me. <laughs> I'd like two wheels in the pits at the races, like just cruising is yeah. fine. Right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's like my level of where I'm at right now too. Uh, and uh, somebody named uh, the wife Cantero said, "Who can't jump rope?" I don't know if Seth knows who that me, is. Me, dude. Me, I can't do it. Can Amy, you I'm jump sorry. rope? I can jump rope, but I can't do like the what. It, What's the? It's a double under. Is that what it is? Now I can do it. Now I can do that. I can't do those, but I can jump rope decent. I just started getting the double like a couple days ago. I can barely walk now, but when I could walk, I could jump rope like a mad dog. Yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. See, I didn't jump rope like in in elementary school. That wasn't my thing. I play handball. So. Oh, that's where you're at. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do jump rope. Wait, (laughs) Seth, you can triple. No way. Sure. Let's see it. No, dude, I feel like that's a content like thing that you got to put up now. Like if you're going to talk about it, you got to be about it, dude. I never talked about it. I just said double Dutch, but I'll claim the triple Dutch. I don't worry about it. I feel like a triple Dutch would get you killed, dude. Like that's some freaking gnarly stuff right there. I'm going straight to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We won't hold you to it, dude. You can do double Dutch. We're proud of you. Um, All right. So what's the, what's on the roster then? Vegas Reno, you said? Yeah, I got Vegas Reno coming up in about a week and a half. And then uh, really the rest of the year is going to be pretty wide open with all the uh, rally stuff, a couple of scrambles and uh, little events here and there. So right after Vegas Serena, uh, we go, I'll be heading to uh, Washington, I think it is, for one of those stone scramble races. And then I come back and we go right into Laughlin. And I come back, do some testing with BFG. And I don't know, there's a bunch of stuff going on, a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on. I know that the two sitting next to you got quite a bit going on. I'm talking to Corbin a little bit, so. Yeah. yeah, trying to really just keep my, my head on, on track and make sure I'm all good. That's a pretty busy schedule. Yeah, no, that's uh, – I don't envy that one. That yeah, one I think uh, Seth is more busy than us even, honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, he, he's he got a lot going on, but, uh, I mean, look at his hat. Yeah, true. He's got a guy that tells him what to do, right? He's, he's doing it big. 
Uh, but yeah, I think it's Can't cool complain. that he's got that much going on. The, one of the things that I want to talk about, where well, I want to talk about side by side contingency later on in the show. But the best part about this is, is what I talked about you guys at the beginning, like the professionalism that side by sides and off road are, are having now with teams like your guys's uh, Seth being able to be a Red Bull athlete in the side by side was phenomenal when we first yeah. got the news of that. Like the industry is growing to be uh, something that we all wanted it to be, right? Yeah, I think, honestly, it's just in the early stages. I mean, I'm a moto guy at heart, so, um, you know, this is... And I I wasn't around in the 70s, so uh, that'll that'll tell you what, what age I am. But uh, I feel like it's it's how moto was 70s, 80s. Like, it's it's early on in the beginning stages, and what we're doing, what Seth's doing, you know, Mitchie, RJ, those guys, like, what they're doing, it's propelling the sport to be at a higher level to... You know, to get to where, you know, what Supercross is now or something. Yeah, it's not going to happen overnight, but, you know, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And Seth is on the forefront of it right now. And you can see, like, I don't know, let's just say three or four years ago, people weren't that busy side by side, right? Dang, dude, somebody racing uh, NHRA over by your house, Seth, or what? Yeah, people are starting to figure out where my house is, and I'll just get, like, random San Marcos locals rolling by, just come and rip. Because I live on basically a drag strip. It's, like, a <laughs> two-mile-long, straight, flat road. Oh, and dang. so I'll get cars ripping by all the time on the horn. Just, whoop, whoop. I'm like, all right, guys. This is, <laughs> Dude, this is the flies just eating you guys alive? Like, yeah. why am I the only one over here? I feel like I'm tweaking. Like, it's happening for me, things. too. Yeah, so we're going to all so be uh, uh, tr- Dave Chappelle today. Just dude, like trying it out right now. Everyone's on there like, dude, is Corbin tweaking? Like, yeah. He's on rubbing his nose. Like, <laughs> uh, hey, Seth, so one question I was going to ask you is, do you have any uh, funny stories about either of these guys that nobody knows about on uh, Instagram? <sighs> I don't think I have any funny stories, but I got lots of videos of Corbin. Younger, <laughs> you have to pull out the Snapchat. I might have to bust those out. The oh, best, yeah. yeah, the best is I'll get like a four years ago today memory. We're all racing work, just a bunch of little guys, and Corbin was doing the dumbest stuff with his nice little squeaky voice. So I'll pull a couple of those out. <laughs> That's cool. We'll uh, those out later. Yeah, Adam Grinder just commented in and said, "Yeah, it's uh, it, the UTV stuff is kind of still. I mean, like we we were in it five years ago, saying it was at the beginning stages, but it really is, and it was kind of like jet skis were like when 650s first came out and stuff. And I, I agree with that. Just like motocross, you said was early on, um, but it's cool to see that. Like I really, really enjoy seeing the growth because, like, as much as you guys may not understand it, because you guys just want to go and win, right? Yeah. But you're at the forefront of it. Yeah, no, and I mean, we're we're involved in developing products and, you know, stuff to make them better. I mean, production cars are, if you look at a production car today versus, you know, 2012 production car, like it's, uh, you're no not even going to be, yeah, there's yeah, no contest. So, so stuff good, is though. evolving super quick. Way different. But I know that, uh, on a side note, that uh, the Polaris, what would you say was uh, General, is still one of your favorite cars, Cody. I love it, dude. It's, it's definitely uh, Cody's favorite. It's got four doors, a good stereo, and a winch. Dude, it's, that's it's perfect. Seth, I'm <laughs> telling you, the General is my type of ride, dude. Oh, we can't See, hear you. See, what I've been doing is uh, those scramble races that we've been doing. What? Say what we've been doing, or what I've been doing, is uh, I bring a two-seat long travel car out with speakers and opening doors to the races now and like all the scramble race that red bulls are putting on and that is the best thing ever it's like see where cody's coming from i feel like i'm getting old ah don't do that shelby i'm reading the comments and shelby's out here calling me out but anyways oh so yeah the comfy car she is got definitely, you dang it dang it she got me good next question next you deserved question, it seth question. you deserved it 
Uh, hey, that, that's karma, though. That's karma right Seth's, there. Seth tried to blow Corbin out yeah. earlier with the whole proposal thing on Instagram, so yeah. now Seth's getting smoked. Everyone needs should, to go blow up Seth now. Should, we, should I actually read what the comment was? I think or you should, should read it. All right. I hey, Seth, uh, who's this Demi that we're talking about here? One of my good, good buddies. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do her like that, huh? <laughs> I hope she's not watching. She pissed. All right, Demi. Hi, Demi. Uh, we apologize if uh, if it sounded funny, but we appreciate you hanging out with Seth because he's our good friend and he needs some love. Yeah, Seth's lonely. He needs some love. So, anyways, talking about motocross and wheelies, you got them covered. Obviously, does that mean that uh, if they have a pit bike race over here at the house that you're gonna enter? Oh, it looks like we might have lost that. So now he can't rebuttal about nah, Demi. He can't even he can't even come back at it. Uh, he was at the pit bike race, actually. Did he actually race? race or what? No, no. It I was feel, uh, he couldn't get hurt. Yeah, feel, it was kind of carnage. It, it, oh, dude. What do you mean carnage, dude? It's All right, so like, let's let's preface this a little bit. So um, I forgot what you called it. Uh, Leverton boys had uh, an event, and it was race, yeah. yeah. So it was like uh, something during COVID, right? Like a uh, get free of COVID thing where you guys can all come out and have fun on a 110 track. Yeah, it yeah. was like at the height of COVID. So it was like August last year, the middle of summer last year, um, when everyone was like locked down, locked down. And I don't know. I don't even know how it really came to be. I think it was Lincoln's idea, to be honest. But yeah, we threw a pit bike race, and it was, dude, it was ridiculous. These it guys. It was insane. How many Did people all this show stuff? up? Well, I think about, what, 800? So no. he told me he oh, told me stupid. he bought 200 wristbands because it it's next door to my house. Like literally, you look out of my garage window. Yeah, it's like in your it's, backyard. Yeah. yeah, it's right there. So he's like, "Oh yeah, I bought 200 wristbands." I'm like, "All right, yeah, that's fine. 200 wristbands." So these guys get this thing all set 200 up. 200 people's a lot of people, though, dude. Yeah, that you would think it's yeah, a lot. That's what right? I thought to begin with. <laughs> so so they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, we're we're gonna do this," and I'm like, "All right, yeah, you guys got it all figured out." Well, the morning of, I walk out in my gym shorts out the back. And there's people parked in the field next door. Whoa. Ready to go. The gates don't open until 9. This is at 6 a.m. And you're in your gym shorts? And they're, and they're, that's the best part of the whole story. Yeah, no, they're, they're ready to go, right? So, dude, people are dude, fired up to like, ride mini bikes, like, though. Utah, dude. Arizona, yeah, Washington, like all over, dude. Like, they showed up and we're like, hey, we're like, this isn't even like a permanent thing. Like, it's probably going to get shut down. Like, we don't care. Like, we just want to be a part of it. I'm like, dude, sick. Like, travel that far? <laughs> we, had to, we had to move the races up nuts. and race earlier because there was so many people. Like, so you, you had to get dressed quick then? Yeah, 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 for sure. And then I had to basically run the whole thing because they didn't. Dude, we had no help. And then Lincoln, of course, goes and hurts him. Himself, so he wasn't too much help hobbling around on his foot. So, yeah, dude, I would have. I would have loved to have lived here at that time because I would have come over dude, and hung out too. It was nuts. You should. I mean, you have to go back and like find the stuff on it on my Instagram and watch the watch the recap videos. It was. It Seth was. Seth went nuts. to. The, Seth went to it too. Yeah, Seth was there. He showed up. We're just talking about their pit bike. Uh, uh, what'd you call it? It was just Leverton oh, yeah. Boys pit bike race. Oh, that's yeah. it. So yeah. uh, it looks like a Luma craze. It's probably Mike Gardner just chiming in. Said uh, best YouTube videos I've seen from that the <laughs> Leverton Bros pit bike race. Uh, that's pretty cool oh, though, man. Chaos. I like that one. Oh, well, Link's, Link's on, dude. He's ready to go. Out. He's been hey, bugging me. You guys me. got the uh, happy birthday, Lincoln. You guys got my phone too hot. <laughs> Seth has got the bad Wi-Fi over there too. I know. It's Dude, like, he's got horrible Wi-Fi right now. Me and uh, him Red trying to sim race together. Oh, it's hey, it's whoa. so bad. Red Bull would be pissed right now because they can't see a crispy hat. Yeah, for sure. Dude, uh, yeah. So happy Lots. birthday, Link! Yeah. If you're uh, if you're on, we got the. You got your brother, Cody, and Seth all uh, hanging out today. Uh, we already gave you a shout-out saying that you could probably ride better wheelies than all of us on the, on the call. You could probably do anything better than all of us. <laughs> just, Have you seen the video where he knows wheelie the razor? 
Yeah, that sucker. It looks like Monster Jam. Like, you never saw How it? is that possible? Yeah. I don't know. You should this. pull it up for him. Yeah, pull nah. it. You, am I allowed to go on Instagram right now? Yeah, you're allowed. <laughs> How is that even possible? Try to use your 5G, though. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I mean, I was right behind him trying to do it at the same spot, and I couldn't do it. This dude. How, I don't know how it's possible. He took my dad's car. He looked like car. he was driving a Monster Jam. Front wheelie a razor? He like goes over this little so there's like this little three foot hump, right? It's actually like they're grading oh, where housing it can, like, pads. Buck your back end yeah, up. Yeah, so they're grading housing pads and there's like a three foot little ledge. He goes up to the thing and as it bucks him, just gets on the brakes and it's in four wheel drive. So he gets on the brakes and then when it goes too high, he just gets back on the gas and lets it back down. It was really? Like, it was, was like, like Christmas time or something, yeah. right? It was Christmas everything, day. Everything that kid does, he's good at. I don't yeah. understand. It's it. not fair. It's not fair, no. honestly. That's cool, yeah. man. The level of talent. So he's if he's having a birthday right now, he's doing it better than us? I'm For, sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm sure. I guarantee 100%. you he's having more fun yeah. than us. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, that's pretty cool. I want to see this video, though. Or if, if we can't get any service or whatever, well, that's fine, too. Uh, but I want to be able to see what it actually looks like. I think it'd be pretty cool. So... Actually, you know what? We might not want to show it because then there's going to be a bunch of audience members that go out and try this. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you think it's right? driver, closed course. Don't go hurt yourself trying to nose really like Link. So, you can't do it. Pretty sure it's on oh, four wheels. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. So uh, put it yeah, in front RDL's of it. Got Actually, it. it's it's that camera over there. What uh, one is it? The one up there, that tall one. But uh, yeah, so I'd, wh whose Instagram is that on? I think you're on the wrong one, bud. No. No, that's oh, it. Oh, you are? Watch. Yeah, oh, all right. no, it's, got it's, over here. it's got a delay, I think. See. No. So, nah, well, the it's no, no it's got it's got a, it's we can show it on Instagram. You, the Instagram one won't be right, able to show, show it, it on Instagram right here. Now. He, he Dude, it on it's, it's so sick though. Like now everybody, yeah, there you go. Dude. <laughs> so for anybody that didn't see it, whose uh, Instagram is that on? That's on Lincoln's. It's on Lincoln's oh, page. It's on my dad's. RDL thirty three, baby. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's not on. Go, you got to go check RDL. It's the oh, only okay. way to see it, I think. All right. So if you guys saw it on the screen, you guys can check it out. That's pretty sick, though. So does that mean that uh, we're going to start like a freestyle side-by-side -side sesh over here, Seth? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'll bring the play car over. Not using any of my cars. Link's not allowed to enter, though. OCD's no, wax. He's going to wax? No, Link's not allowed to enter. Seth agrees with me on that one. He's not allowed. Wax yeah, no. 100%. Not allowed. Dude, yeah. that would be so cool. So I've been trying <laughs> to think of something creative to do, like urban side by side. Yeah, see the flies are attacking. Uh, urban Dude, side by bad. side, or like urban and like dirt, like gravel stuff. Yeah. But this seems like way cooler if you could include a couple of those in like a cool, sick, okay, like so. little video. True. We did a we did a little one around here, like around town. Yeah, you know, just hitting the streets and a couple little that spots was, around here. That yeah, was that fun. was the height of quarantine as well. We yeah. uh, we yeah. did we did something. I think we uh, did the most during quarantine. Yeah, well, Nuevo is a perfect place to do it because you can go get uh, tacos on your way uh, while exactly. you're doing freestyle. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so and I have been talking about building some video parts, like almost real moto style, and trying to get a bunch of dirt bike riders in it and yeah. go on get Link over there throwing whips on top of us, dude. Yes. I feel like that. I feel like that would be a pretty good idea, dude. We've been uh, on too. It was, we'll do it, huh? It was a blast. Our whole town came. Yeah, so let's talk about that, uh, the event, because that, again, tells a lot of your guys' backstory. Like, to have 10 people come to your house is a big deal, right? Like, yeah. most people, f like, get pissed if their family members come over to their house, <laughs> like their in-laws or whatever, right? But you have 800 people come over to your Dude. backyard? Yeah, yeah, there was there was a lot. It I was, mean, they... They did it right. We, they uh, had dude, waivers nuts, and all dude. the stuff, so we didn't get sued. Oh, yeah. but I kept all the waivers for like a few months after. I think I just finally threw them away recently, so hopefully I don't. There was a couple. Hopefully I don't now get sued. But yeah. uh, 
It was nuts. Like but, it there was, was a couple big wad ups too. A dude broke his hip and yeah. there was oh, a, really? one yeah. dude broke a his hip, arm, a wrist. Like mini bikes were freaking dangerous. Yeah, dude. and then we opened up at the, after the races. We had this jump line and and we had we had just got done taming them down because we're like, all right, people are gonna kill themselves on it. Like yeah, we had done it and like not that we're crazy better than anyone else, but like we we're just used to them, you know. And we've yeah. been hitting these things, so we tame them down. And we post a video of them, and they they look all small. And everyone's all talking up, like, oh, those things look small. And we're like, all right, like, fine, we'll build them back up to where they were. Dude. And they were just peaked out and so gnarly. And there was only a few people that were even hitting them right. So, like, the first couple guys that go to hit them, the one dude goes, shatters his hip, like, gets pulled off. Goes there's, this chick that, there's this chick oh. that was an EMT there that she's, like, shutting down, like, no more jumping. And oh, it was just, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was but it was, it was fun for sure. I don't think we can pull it off again. Four hours ever. So it was it, just a one day event. One yeah. day event. Dude, it was like a few hours. Yeah. It was like we like kicked everyone out pretty much. Like, you almost like, have to though, right? Because otherwise so, people are gonna just want to keep. The, yeah, pr- exactly. the problem was the problem was is when the white claws and cooers started yeah. flowing like started towards started the afternoon. It was like people yeah. were starting to get kind of crazy. That's so, yeah. a bummer, dude. But, we're at our house. You couldn't really like no, we get too up, nuts. We showed up. Had a few kids announcing, um, like kind of just announced for us while we were while we were. You know, running it kind of, and they were like, "Up, oh, cops are coming! Like, you got guys got to get out of here!" Like, we straight up—that's the only way we could get people out of there. So we got half the crowd out, and the rest were like, "All right, like you guys can stay." And we can kind of just dude, that's so while, crazy. It was, it was nuts. It was so much fun, but we could never pull it off again. But again, like I was saying before, like the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's showing your guys' personalities. Like, you guys are willing to put all of that together so people can come have fun. Like, you guys are are really into all this stuff and having a good time. And it supporting. was a lot of fun too. Like, I mean, I'm glad we did it. It was a heck of a lot of work for sure. But, I can't uh, really take credit for putting it on yeah. or or thinking of the idea. I it guess for I, sure helped when it when I it helped, came to I helped it put though, it on yeah. the, the day of, but yeah. but getting everyone there, I wasn't involved in all that. Caden Danbury commented and said the relay race was fun. Like, what was that all yeah, about? Yeah, Caden was there. Dude, a lot of people there. Seth, RJ, a lot of side by side boys were all Who out there. Who did the relay race? It was a team race. So yeah, like, team race, you yeah. do a you do a lap, switch bike or switch the rider on the bike and do a lap. So it was like what six laps? I think we did. Yeah, it was a few. Oh, dude, it was nuts. There was people throwing elbows. And really? Pure carnage. That yeah, was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> My brother-in-law pushed me in the front of someone. I got smoked by a set of yeah, handlebars right in the face. Oh! <laughs> got a swing arm to the back of the helmet. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was. It was nuts. It was fun. Though. Did you enter that race, Seth? No, I wasn't. I told myself I wasn't allowed to race it because I knew I'd get hurt. Because I had like I had some big race like right before like the weekend after. I was like, "There's no way I'm going out and racing all these fools and just." smoking myself yeah. so i didn't want to have this conversation because i knew this would come up but everybody says that you should have another pit bike race dude everyone lincoln's been bugging me about it too i'm like dude there's no way we're pulling that off again like it would so get shut down like, you know when you do something lucky. like so good one time and then you yeah. try to replicate it and it's not the same yeah dude i mean it's like I fast think, and furious you know I like think they had a few good ones but we're on number nine come like on you can't now, keep dude. out doing himself like come on now you know how are you gonna compare it to fast and furious yeah, i mean that's <laughs> hey so hey seth did you know that corbin just got a new car yeah the subaru yeah, huh? rally car baby. wagon the rally car yeah, dude and now he's talking about fast and furious like who is this guy no, but I, I, that, that kind of leads me into like one of my questions i want to talk to corbin about is i know that he's been trying to get into the rally scene but i kind of want to see from your guys's perspective like what's the difference between like what you guys are doing and like why you want to go and try rally okay so let me answer this first because i know that our audience is going to agree with me so you can have a rebuttal but yeah side-by-side racing no matter what is going to excel more than any other form of off-road racing doesn't matter Clearly if it's rally trophy tra- anything side-by-side yeah. is going to beat that in the next few years yeah. and it's because of the manufacturer backing you know 100 you have you yeah. have 
people like Polaris that have been so good to us and, and Seth as well. And then even, you know, you got to have respect to Can-Am and the few people that are coming in, even Honda now. So yeah. the manufacturers backing it is what and is I, what allows us to be able to, you know, someone that doesn't have a ton of money to be able to go out and race and now even, you know, and I think it's more too it. of like uh, the size of the vehicle, right? The audience that you can get. So you could, like if someone can pull it off and put these things in Anaheim Stadium and you do a main event of 15 dudes, it's oh, going to dude, be pure yeah. carnage. But yeah. you're going to be able to see it all. Like it's like you could do Mickey Thompson stuff. Um, Someone's got to do it. it. They're small enough to be able and fast enough to where you can you know, cram a bunch when right somebody in there. has a little bit of money and just decides to do uh, stadium super trucks with side-by-sides, it's going to actually like really take off. I, I, I mean, I personally think so. Not just cause I'm in side-by-sides, but it's, I mean, it's kind of chaos. So, well, I, I don't disagree with any, I know Seth is on board with this too, but like, um, me being the guy that's out of racing now, I want a Polaris, uh, what do we just call it? Uh, the, the general. Yep. Um, I would want that, but I would want to see everybody else. Like, dude, there's so many guys that were, like, dirt bike guys. Now they're with their wife and the kids and stuff. They go and get a Razor, and then they watch the Razor racing because they have a Razor. Like, yep. there's so much yeah. transition and yeah. so many people. There's so and much connection to it, I, I think, between, like, the consumer and the and the professional. Right? You and know? there's a million bro-dozers out there, too, yeah. like, everywhere, too. But they're... Their connection to a trophy truck is still so far away. Exactly, dude. And I think, too, I mean, you can go to a dealer and you can finance it, right? So you can't really just go finance a trophy truck. I mean, I know there's crazy loan companies out there that, you know. There's you, very few you, people You can pretty can. much do anything. <laughs> but it also takes a certain caliber of driver to be able to drive a trophy truck as well. Yeah. Like, anyone can, and I guess not anyone, but a lot of people can just hop in these things and go pretty decent and finance it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can make a monthly payment and... Man, they go super good for what they are. Like they're honestly well, yeah, the crazy. They're yeah. too good for like. And, just, it, any and plus, even if you even if you race it once and you just want to dip out and you're yeah. just over it, you can just go back and go on the trails. My car yeah. in the my car in the back there, you can't really see it. That one's getting converted. It was a race car. It's getting converted back over to a play car with two seats, and I'm ready to go use this to just play in Glamis and stuff again. Dude, I'm into it. Uh, yeah, so Travis said, uh, yeah, UTVs replace dirt bikes, quads, all that stuff. Um, I can't see the comment anymore because it's going away. But, uh, yeah, it's affordable and, well, semi-affordable. And I just think it's so cool. And, you know, we always make fun of the guys like uh, the Dune guys or whatever, and there's always that one dude that's faster than Robbie Gordon in your yep. campsite, right? Like, yep. But that's exactly why the industry succeeds is because everybody's got that level of hype. Yeah, yeah, no, people are just pumped on it. I mean, it's it's just so broad too, you know. Like so many people can appreciate it and go have fun doing it and stuff like that. Even even a uh, like dirt bikes are very affordable and stuff like that. And anybody can do it, but still, you know, it's it's like not as big with with women or it's not as big with right. like an older dude or something like that, you know, because it it dude, it destroys your body, you know, and like it takes like it takes more talent than it does to hop in a side by side, you know, like dude. just straight up. So like there's just so many people and there's such a big variety of people that are already in it. And I think they're just going to continue to bring more and more people to it that it's, it's just super cool to see. And it just helps the sport grow. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. So, um, Grammy Betty says your, uh, last trip to Glamis didn't go so well, Cody. Yeah, that oh, was, dude. uh, what two, it'd be two years ago. This, uh, this was October. Seth on that trip with you guys or no, were you there? You were there, right? Yeah. I think there. he was, was, there, he was there. there, but he wasn't yeah. with us. I ended up yeah. crashing, crashing on a dirt bike and, uh, Breaking my T5, T6 vertebrae, broke my sternum, got taken to Brawley. Actually, Shelby drove me from the dunes. Yeah, we threw him in the Razor, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from the dunes See, to they're the, so to versatile, the they can be an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. dude. It was, it was, that, was a rough, uh, that was a rough go, and then I ended yeah. up getting 
three plates and 16 screws in my sternum. So it's, uh, it's fun. The dunes gets to everybody. <laughs> Dude, it really does. Hey, um, I have a question, but before we ask my question, uh, I can't see who that question is from. M. Dugan or something like that. Uh, tells, tells Shelby That's she needs to race. my boy, Dunnigan. Oh, Dunnigan? And it uh, says that Shelby needs to race at Texplex. That would be pretty cool. Dude, I th- we've been talking about it. She's going to have to hop in one of my rigs here shortly. And Dude, I want to at least do some laps. I want to talk about Texplex, too. Seth, have you ever had a chance to see that place? No, I haven't. I mean, I've seen it plenty of times, just kind of over Instagram and, and YouTube and stuff like that. But I haven't it had a chance to drive it or, or go see it. It doesn't do it justice, dude. Like, I got to just cruise it, like, in a, a media car or whatever, and I got to see some of the stuff. And you got to respect the stuff that these guys are doing because there's this one Daytona turn, dude. Like, it is so fast, and you have to hold your line so good. Like, it's almost impossible for the side-by-side guys to execute this perfect every time. It would be cool for you to go out there and have some fun. Been trying to get yeah, to come for sure. out there. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be coming out there like the next couple of weeks. But like that, I don't know. I haven't driven short course in a long time, and those short course fools nowadays are to the point where I don't even want to go and try to compete. You guys are so gnarly nowadays, and your rigs are so crazy that it's like, if I'm now have to go out and try to race text by race, I got to be full bore, ready to go, build car. It's like you guys are on another level compared to what we were doing a few years ago, and it's cool to watch short course progress like this because it was going downhill in my opinion for for quite a long time i'm sure a lot of people can agree with that and now it seems like in the and in the midwest and then where you guys are at it just seems to be picking up slowly and well actually not very slowly it's really going pretty rapid but it's rad to see that side of the sport come back around because all we had for a while definitely reviving i i couldn't agree more that's like one of the best things about it is like there's so many people like when i went to textplex um and i want to talk about this later but like there was what, like two hundred dudes out there. Yeah. And there's, now there's yeah. even more. Yeah. Yeah. It's dude, it's it's pretty gnarly, honestly. Like I I don't know. It's it's I mean, so competitive now is the thing. Like there's so many fast dudes that can win. They're like on on any given day you can count off ten dudes that are like all factory guys that like this guy yeah. could win or this guy could get tenth with no problems. You know what I mean? That's like, like now how motocross is yeah, now. Exactly. It's like the same thing. Exactly. Dude, it's so yeah, rad. That's, that's what it's getting the closest to. And I mean, honestly. Unless you're the Millers and just smoke everybody. That's pretty much how it's gone this year. <laughs> they are doing pretty good. But uh, <laughs> like we were talking before, like they're in their own backyard. And not, not to say they're yeah. not bad, good drivers or anything. But like when we used to race dirt bikes, when I'd come to Southern California, like until I got the track down, I would come for two days before to make sure I was at least on like top three level yeah. to get the. Yeah, they're, yeah. Just, they're just a step ahead of all of us right now, you know, and all honesty they just they but just that breeds innovation up, that though. breeds speed no it's good yeah, i mean no, it's good it for us i mean it's, it's it pushes a sport for sure gave Dude. us some hunger 100 percent. get yeah. back to work and figure it out how to how to go beat them chase sure. car was saying that uh yeah Texplex is rad hey so the question i had seth is uh, coming from uh, being a youth in a polaris razor what do you think about that little 200 dude i kind of want one i think it's pretty Dude. Cool. I think, it, I mean, from where it was when I first started racing, I don't know, seven years ago now. How old am I? Anyways, yeah, however long ago, 2014, 2015, when the Razor 170 first came out, to watching all these kids building center seat 170s and titanium frames and 250 mod motors. But, like, to see that even Polaris is interested in the youth still and wants to do so much with the youth that they're building and innovating the 170 and turning it into a 200 is really rad. Because, like, there's such a large disconnect from the youth and like professional racing in my opinion i mean not necessarily there's a, a, of course a select few kids that are that are making it through but it's like that's where i like to try to come in is like the aid difference from say me and corbin to cody is is quite a bit so it's like i try to come down and i know corbin and cody do too just trying to make sure the youth is ready to go and it's like whenever you can get to them 
you can hang out with them or, or talk to them or get them in the DMs. But yeah, for players to be coming out and innovating the 170 class is, is rad, to be honest. That's how the sport's going to grow. That's the only way the sport's going to grow. Seth is the 170 king, too. Dude, well, there's a bunch of Godfather. 170 kings. Like the, the 170, the GOAT, and then all of a sudden everybody follows up. I mean, there's yeah. so many kids now that have come through the ranks like that, right? But um, being that your kids are kind of on the edge of getting into maybe some side-by-side racing, did any of them say anything when they saw that, that little 200? I haven't even showed Hudson yet, and the oh, reason I haven't showed it. him is because I'm gonna have to buy have one. To have it, yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be on the Christmas list. Hey, do you, can you can you think about how cool that that little 200 would be if like, these guys set one up, Seth? How sick would that be? With those guys' style, it looks so gangster. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, what I, what I'm thinking is might have to make a little phone call to Polaris. And back in the day at Camp Razor, we used to do the. Celebrity 170 race. Oh, that's Dude, when Travis so and all those guys had their neck like yeah. they had their neck well, sticking all out the side. We're dressed up in banana costumes, so yeah. I'm thinking that Poor all the top dogs need to get together though. and get a 170 race going. Dude, I still just remember how I'm down for that. Let's make it happen. RJ. Like they're trying to kill the poor guy. He was too tall to sit in there. <laughs> RJ's sticking his head out of the way. I'm like, dude, you're trying to kill this guy. <laughs> Your neck's gonna break. I think that'd be cool though. Like, shorter. I can what do you it. think about a, a $200 contingency for the $200 or for the 200cc race winner? I'm down. I'm dude, here. let's do it. I think that would be so cool, man. Those things, those things look so sick, though. And for the kids, like, how could you get any better than that? Like, I remember um, seeing my first dirt bike when I got it, like, when I was a little guy. And it was, like, to me, it was, like, hallelujah. Like, yep. whoa, yeah. I can't believe I got a dirt bike. Yeah. It's all nice and shiny. Like, it's, like a, it's like the PW, like, 50 of, of side-by-sides, you know? Like, that is, like, the staple in motocross. The one that Shelby and- Anderson's um, grandma or mom, like, wouldn't let her ride anymore <laughs> because she started getting too crazy. Yeah, dude, she gets risky. So. Yeah, like, it's, it's cool to see players do that too because like there's no other there's no really other manufacturers making like a legit like youth car you know and now they have like a like they're stepping into a youth program even that stuff's cool i think like it's cool to see that so. uh, yes uh lem breezy said seth definitely did not call cody old at all no he did not do that <laughs> that's messed up seth i'll remember that staying on the 170 topic i think like what's cool is like like Cor- or, yeah, Corbin was saying how there's manufacturing companies and formal parts stepping in uh, and making youth teams. And what I think it'd be rad is if like one of these days we could work into our contracts or do whatever to the point where this is where I want to be. Like I want to be to the point where I could have two 170 kids on my team to where yeah. I have people parking their cars and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Just like I feel like there's a lot that needs to be done yeah. with the youth and I can't wait to watch it grow. It's yeah. the only way it's even something like yeah. we've kind of talked about, like trying to have like a kid that we kind of, you know, with like mentor or kind of like right. is pitting under us, you know what I mean? Like having a, having a, maybe like, yeah, you can't help everyone. You can't have a bunch of kids, but yeah, like having that one or two kids that, that is really shined. Like, well, you look at pit out of your same pit and learn the things with you and like a star, yeah. you know, star Yamaha yep. or any like Geico Honda. They had it team for a while. Green. Yeah. Exactly. Team green. Exactly. Like they, they pick kids up young. And I mean, most of the time they stick with that brand all the way through until they, start you know racing professionally so i agree um, those feeder pro- doing that those feeder programs are so awesome and polaris does do a good job of that but they kind of started on a level where they're uh, allowing those uh youths to have their parents operate the programs and stuff um i actually have something fun that i'm going to release in october um about a feeder program so right. uh it'll cool. be pretty cool so stay tuned for that guys hey Thanks. seth we're gonna let you go just because uh we're gonna go take a commercial break uh do you remember any of those funny stories uh not just a video that you <laughs> had with these guys no, the only thing that I remember is how nuts I thought Cody and Corbin were because I think Corbin had always been a class or two in front of me and 
Cody too. And I just remember like even at Taft watching at the step up. I'm like in my little 570, they're in the big cars, hitting the big step up. So no, I, I don't really have any any memories of it of like us doing any dumb weird stuff. We we're definitely those kids at the track that wanted to have a good time. But I really just remember. I know it sounds super cheesy, but just kind of looking up to those guys, even though Corbin is only a few years older than me and Cody's only another few years older than me, but yeah, nothing really too crazy. <laughs> it is pretty cool, though. And dude, he keeps giving you with the job. Know, he's, dude, he's getting me, too. You're like, I, what, a year younger than me? I can no, you got years, two or three on me. On me. Like I can agree with what he's saying, though, because like, even when I go to the track nowadays, like I'm a fan. I'm older than both of you guys, but I'm a fan of the sport in general, right? And when I see people doing the program right, I see people hucking these jumps. I see people working on their cars. I see people have a professional attitude, like all three of you guys. Like, it's really impressive to me. Like, I look up to that, you know, and I've been through it. So I think it's really cool, like, to, to go along with what Seth is saying. Like, it's so good for the sport. Yeah, for sure. No, and I appreciate that, and I think there's still – for sure, people that we're racing directly with that we look up to, you know? For I mean, sure. I, I look up to things that Seth does. I'm like, man, I could do something like that. Like, yeah. he's doing it right in this area or something like that. Or even, like, kids like, you know, like Chase Carr, like, the, the younger kids are, like, really good. And, dude, like, you can Kanan kid off each out of Texas, the Kanan Baker kid is so gnarly. He's, like, 12, just smoking all those dudes in the RS1. Like, oh, dude, that yeah. guy, that no. guy's he's, ripped. Like, he, like, they're gnarly no. now, so. It's funny, like, I remember I kind of was that little kid. Like, I never... I just kind of missed the 170 scene. Like I was, uh, they were coming out, but my parents were just like, nah, you don't need a little car. You can race a big car. So I was like 12 or 13 racing the 900. But, That's cool uh, though. But like, I just think it's, I always, whenever I see like the younger kid in the bigger car, you know, I'm always like, all right, that kid's cool. Like, you know, he's getting it. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't cool to uh, you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he tried to say you guys are old, so you fed him back one, yeah. huh? Hey, me and yeah, Lincoln sucker. used to get down the 170s together back then. Yeah, the Link was. Lincoln was my main rival. Always, yeah. I do think it's cool, though. Do you guys still go by the motto? Like, I was taught in motocross that no matter what, like, you always have to keep a level head because there's always somebody better than you. And I feel like that's kind of what you were just saying because the kids coming up are obviously going to be better than any of us sitting here right now. Like, I'm only 20 years old, and I already see it, dude. I'm already... I'm already like, dang, these suckers are going to... It happened to me. I mean, mean, it happened to me with him. I mean, he he started way younger. I mean, I didn't start racing a side-by-side until I was maybe 23 24 and then he started at 12 i think so he's already you know he started a year after i did but he was able to you know excel well beyond even where i'm at now like yeah there are certain things that i do better than he does but he does a heck of a lot more better than i do just he's learned it all he's grew you know he's grown up in it and it's just like cheating dude when you're like when you're when you're so rounded as a kid you know like i felt like i was cheating compared to these yeah, older guys but, just being just bred and, and like you're just around it, submerging it, and you gain all this knowledge from like me personally from him and then the people I was around. And I just see the same younger kids. So that actually brings thing. up a good point that Seth can go along with this too. But like uh, before we go to commercial break, everybody always asks on the show, like, how do I get into UTV racing? How do I get into off road racing? Like those same general questions, right? And the answer is always go learn first before you even get a car. Like go support a team, yep. go just help out in the pits. Like if, uh, if somebody came up to you, a kid or uh, even an adult and said hey you know what do you guys need any help this weekend and all they did was just wash plastics or spray off the car or something you guys would be stoked oh for sure yeah, yeah we can use it anybody wants to come come have us anybody. out and those, yeah. but those yeah. types of things are the milestones that make you into a good racer because yeah. you get to learn from uh, well the best right you yeah. get to learn from the teams that are executing successfully yeah, yeah no, and that's I mean you it. when like when I started racing I showed up and there was a few teams that you know 
did it way better than what I was doing. I mean, I was doing it out on a flatbed trailer, like, to start. And I just watched how they operated, how they did things, and, you know, tried to pick up the good things that they did and, and not do the bad things that they did. So, um, you know, just paying attention is, is, helps a lot. Yeah, yeah that's I just agree. life, man. You just learn from people around you that are, that are doing something better than you, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's cool. And, uh, yeah, so, Seth, I appreciate you giving us a buzz, dude, and hanging out. I know you're a busy guy, man. Keep that uh, Red Bull hat nice and clean, boy. Will do. Thanks, guys. All right, Later, Seth. We'll go golfing soon. Later, man. All right, we'll see you. Um, yeah, so you guys want to go to commercial break? Sure. Come right back. All right, so uh, Instagram people, we're just going to be walking around having a little bit of fun uh, getting a drink. But uh, if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook, we're going to commercial break. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Justin, the founder of Shock Therapy. Shock Therapy has been around for five years, but we have personally been tuning suspension on off-road cars and race vehicles for over 25 years. We tune between 10 and 15 cars per day, every single day of the week. Our concentration is tuning shock systems and supplying components that improve the ride quality of your car in many ways. Not only do we work on the average UTV, but we also tune suspension for race teams and professional drivers. We currently tune for over 87 race teams in Best in Desert and SCORE. Our clients and race teams rely on our suspension components to allow them to win races and keep them safe. Suspension is a moving target. We are always trying to hit that target with every customer that we work with. Each customer's needs can be different and we tune our kits accordingly. Our research and development never stops. We improve our components every single day. As the industry evolves and improves, so do our parts and kits. As of right now, we have over 100 products for UTVs. So when you bring your car to us, you have the satisfaction of knowing that you have the most experience, the highest quality products, and the fact that your car is being tuned specifically to you. Zollinger Racing builds the best aftermarket products available, products for your UTV or snowmobile, including billet radius rods, billet tie rods, billet steering knuckles, billet steering racks, alternator kits, and much more. All manufactured in the United States in-house at their headquarters in Nibley, Utah. Travis Zollinger and his team test in some of the most brutal conditions, racing in places like the Best in the Desert Mint 400, Ultra 4 King of the Hammers, UTV World Championships, and many more. Visit ZollingerRacingProducts.com and use the code DIRTLIFE to get 10% off your next purchase and join us on social media at Zollinger Racing Products to see our products in action. Zollinger Racing, the best products, period. Yeah, finally, we got Lance from Solderweld in the studio. Oh. Thanks for coming down, bud. Hey, why don't we just record a commercial now? Yeah, why not? So good to be here, man. It's been a lot. I'm trying to get down here forever, uh, and I uh, wanted to talk about the off-road kit. Dude, I love those things. I got it in uh, my pack. 
Yeah, we're running uh, hundreds of uh, vehicles now running them, whether it's a UTV or some guy's got it in a backpack and was motocross. He's got uh, everything he needs to make a fix right there on the fly, out on the trail, uh, or in the desert, whatever it is. Well, since I've already used one, I kind of know what to use it for, but uh, explain what it does. All right, so let's pull one out real quick. You've got your aluminum rods. Remember, they're rods, right? So, uh, you know, light torch, small torch. You can uh, throw it in there or throw it on the rig with your flux. It decontaminates and cleans like, a, let's say, a radiator. You get a random rock chip runs through uh, as you're racing. You get a rock chip and a radiator. you got to fix it right there or you're yep. out of the race. You can patch it up. Instead you can of patch it up. It's all good to go. Yep, just like welding. Yeah, also as well with that, you've got a brake line fix. So uh, with your flux, you can fix a uh, brake line, stainless steel, steel, and then uh, your hop lock, heat absorption putty. So it yep. keeps you from getting burned, number one, as well as keeps the heat from traveling. So uh, it's really, uh, really nice. I've used this not even to fix anything. So it's, that stuff works so <laughs> good, man. Listen, it's easy. It's uh, It straps in nicely so that you uh, have everything you need in one little place, and you don't have to carry a big bag in it's the It's like a uh, first truck. aid uh, kit for your vehicle. Yeah, chase trucks have it as well so that, uh, you know, if they need to make a fix on the fly, they can get it done and get it done quick and get you back in the race. Dude, those things are so cool. All right, so it's at SolderWeld on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, SolderWeld.com. Awesome. All right, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are back. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on episode 96 of the Dirt Life Show. And, uh, man, we're really just stoked to have you guys just joining us. It's awesome that you guys are so giving us so many comments, so much feedback. That's exactly what we want. We love the interaction on the show. It allows us to give you guys feedback. It allows you guys to make fun of our guests. It allows us to have good conversations. It's really, really cool. So please com- keep commenting in and hanging out. Uh, and Seth uh, actually just hung up with us, but he said, any other forms of racing that you guys would like to get into? Seth knows. I talk to him about it all the time. Rally. You're going to rally? Rally. Yeah, I mean, even... I mean, state like stage rally, world rally, any of it. Like, I just love all of it. Like, what he's doing out in the car and stuff like that is sick. And, I mean, I've obviously, like, the top is, like, you know, a rally car and, like, real Cody, stage I rally. Feel like, but I feel like we should ask him to get more detailed with that, though, because, like, rally is just a form of racing. It doesn't talk about the vehicle. Like, you could be on a dirt bike doing a rally. Yeah. So, no, obviously, in a car, I could, I'll hurt myself on a dirt bike. But, uh I, I do. Well, yeah, I'd but you could do like extreme E as a rally, like you do, yeah. you, or you could do it in like a Subaru STI, like Travis yeah. was trying. Like, where are you at? I mean, yeah, if I had, if I had my, you know, my absolute top-notch goal, it'd be, it'd be running, yeah, like a real rally car um, in stage rally. I mean, I know, I know, I'll probably never get to like WRC level, but like ARA, like American Rally, would be like probably my real, real goal. I feel um, like that I could, think that's just like the sickest stuff to me. But, I feel like that could be an achievable yeah. goal. I think so. I mean, I'm trying not to be stupid about it. Yeah, I'd love to go race WRC, but it's pretty gnarly. Those dudes are insane. Like, they're so dang good. Like, they're also bred from, like, 10 years old, you know, like, go to rally schools, like, that they live at, and they're insane. So, I think it is attainable, and I don't know. Hopefully, it all falls my way. Like, I'll keep How gnarly keep are those cars? It. Like, they're pretty gnarly. But, I mean, like, even, even these, like, I, I would love to do level rally cars? Right here. Yeah. No, well, Ain't yeah. Little rally car, dude, sitting <laughs> in the driveway. Oh, the Subaru STI, yeah. That's true. I mean, uh, I, I guess no, you could. I would, love, I would love to do it even in, like, a side-by-side, though, too. Even if it's, uh, you know, like, more like what Seth style, you know, like doing, um, like, cross-country rally stuff. I'd love to do that. Well, like that sure. Sonora rally in a side-by-side? Yeah, yeah. Sonora, um, like, Andalusia, or however the heck you say that one in Spain. Yeah. Dakar, stuff like that. Like, I would, I would lo- absolutely love to do. That'd be so fun. 
What about you? What other? Because that's one of our rapid fire questions. But we'll just do it now since Seth talked. I about like it. Fang and Doors more. Yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. <laughs> You're I like mean, MMA with a car. Yeah, I, honestly, I think <laughs> if I could do anything, I'd probably race a Pro Four or something. Yeah. Um, just I don't know. I like the I like the intensity. I did desert. Um, I did desert last year, and it's fun. And I don't, you know, I don't necessarily see myself not going the back there. The intensity is any, different, it's just, Yeah, it's just it's different. Not, it's I wasn't really ready yeah. for that yet. I, you know, I still wanted to bang doors, and, um, you know, the desert stuff was a little bit different in, in that, you know, you go you go miles and miles and miles, and you never see anyone, so you're just chasing dust and, and yeah. you know, taillights. But, completely. Um, desert yeah. endurance racing is a completely different form, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, so even Seth is commenting in, says rally rate is sick, like all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, no, that's something I'd love to do for sure, too. I think it would be pretty cool. I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like if I was going to do some sort of race, other form of racing, I would pick something totally off the wall. Like, asphalt, it's weird some, for me to some say form that. of as- asphalt yeah. would be pretty fun. Yeah, um, anything. I would love I mean, to just do to something try on it. asphalt, too. I mean, I know you'd probably, all the off-road guys say, oh, Trophy Truck and Pro 4, but I don't, they're sick. Like, don't get me wrong. They're gnarly. The level of precision that the asphalt guys have, well, certain yeah. types of asphalt yeah. is like, I mean, everybody uses F1 as a baseline, right? But, like, even shifter carts. Yep. Yeah. Like, that level Any of precision, of like, is a quarter of an inch, like, on your, on your line choice. Yeah. I just know how much fun it is, like, even go and drive carts, at, like, down at, at Adams, you know, like. It's just, I just really like that. Or like, K1 I really speed like, with the boys. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's a little <laughs> different, but uh, I don't know. I like the precision thing. Like, I think that's even where I, I really like rally is kind of just you're on your own, like just trying to be perfect, you know? Yeah. And that's my, st- my style is, is wanting to be that, you know? And I know his style is more like, I want to just smash all these, not smash them physically, but just like, I want to beat all these guys that are next to me, you know? And okay. it's cool too, but. So give me your guys' opinion on this. We actually talked about it a little bit with uh, Travis Pointer, but like, the way that I felt when I got into side-by-side racing was I had already been off dirt bikes for eight years or something, like just a good amount of years, over five years, right? And I got into the side-by-side stuff, and um, I wasn't a winning guy right away, but I was a podium guy right away, right? Yep. Like, I think it was a Razor 900 and the 1000s and stuff. And even when I did the professional stuff with Yamaha, like, I always felt that since I came from the motocross racing background, that I could, like, I could literally eat a sandwich going down a straightaway at a short yeah. course track with that much intensity because it didn't equal what I was used to. Yeah, yeah. it's, I mean, in my opinion, like, if you look at, you look at guys that ride dirt, have ridden dirt bikes and then hopped into a side-by-side like their line choice and everything is just a little bit different. It's a little bit off of right. like what yeah. the normal side-by-side guy does. Um, and I think that's, it's a benefit. I mean, yeah, it's not a benefit being all broke up by like the time you get into one. Kind of? Yeah, you especially, just, you can get super creative with lines. Yeah. Especially it works because it gets so beat that, you know, like, so like, for example, like you're going to see guys that haven't rode a dirt bike that it works. You have line choices, right? But there's like gnarly whooped out. Like it gets beat at works. The track gets beat. So the guys that haven't rode a dirt bike, they're used to having a car. They just smash through the biggest side. Well, yeah. I'm used to riding a dirt bike where so you smash like, through the biggest part. Like you can actually feel it, you know, like yeah. it's going to make it harder for you to get through. So I'm, I try to be creative of getting around the bumps and finding the fastest, smoothest line. I feel like that's something that helped both of us a ton. Does that mean that your guys' car control is uh, a little bit elevated? Because, uh, like, okay, so let's use works as an example, uh, and I'll use a section of the track. Like Lake Havasu, when you're hugging the water, right? And you're, yeah. th- There's only one line. There's no way you can get creative except if you ride the edge of the ruts yeah. and you push and up on the top of them and you don't hit the real, like, kickers in yeah. the middle of them. Yeah, yeah no, you that's, watch videos, that's where yeah. we're at. Always, dude, I'm never in those ruts. Yeah. yeah. We try to, I mean, at a certain point, you have to hit the yeah. rut, right? right? You can't just yeah. stay out of it the whole time. 
but you're trying to fall in so much later than like what the normal people are doing. Um, yeah, or even skip on the sides, yeah, like surf yeah, it or you're whatever. Just, yeah, you're skipping across, and I don't know. I've done it a I've done a it a bunch of times where you know. I, you know, it's all rutted and I come from the outside and just jump the rutted turn into yeah. the inside where you just skip it all together. Right. I think it's, uh, you for sure want, like, especially at works, you can just watch the guys on the track and you're like, yeah, that dude's rode dirt bikes before, you know? Yeah. Or uh, it quads too, dude. Same same thing. Um, Bo Barron, he's super yeah. good at it. And yeah. I mean, obviously he Go still rides quads and races dirt bikes. bikes. I don't know. I think it matters less at Texplex just because Texplex is more of like just super precision and it's, it's smoother. So you're used, like there is kind of only really a couple fast lines so you're kind of stuck with it so i think like something like racing like racing go-karts or asphalt stuff would help you a ton at textplex just because yeah. the amount of okay. traction is insane. so let's talk about that too well chase car said are you guys ready for the uh a 12-hour textplex race if you got he, a car for me if he has his car ready for us <laughs> that's what kind of car do you have to just you can't just use uh one of the normal cars you can do whatever you can yeah. um the fuel mileage is kind of a big deal stopping uh, for fuel so um, so less power actually helps. It's yeah. If if you or can less get by, tune. yeah. If you can get by with with a little bit oh, less horsepower, really I think it's good. better. Or or we throw a big uh, big old tank. In twelve hours, switch. you have to switch, guys, or you have to do it yourself. No, you oh, can. No, you, you can switch. have you can have up to th- up to three dudes. Yeah, I think? Th- three drivers, yeah, three or four, something like that. All right, so let's talk about this a little bit, like in two different uh, subjects or two different paths that we're going to talk about this. Like first of all, Texplex. So when I was there, I only got to see um, one day of racing. Yep. Um, but. The amount of precision that it takes to get around that track, like what Corbin was talking about, is completely different than a works track. And it's, I guess it's a little similar to what you would do in like a Lucas short course track or a Midwest short course, because you have to be really precise, like inch, inch out of your line is going to cost you a little bit. But I remember seeing both of you guys, uh, I think you were actually an RS1 at the time, you were in a turbo car, but... Um, Going through that Daytona turn, there was like there was three different ways to execute it. Some guys were just rolling the whole thing, keeping a lot of momentum around it. Some guys were squaring it up at the beginning, then shooting down, and then some guys were just coming into it like balls to the wall, and then just fading up and then having to cut back down. But all of those were, I don't want to say good, like because I know what I would have done and keep the momentum the whole way yeah. around it. But how is it when you're actually driving? Like, what's the best way to go through that from a motocrosser's perspective? I'm always a guy that enters high and exits low. I'm just that's yeah. my thing. That's how I've always done it. Um, Textplex for me has been a little bit weird, just because I like super rough and big bumps and all of that. So and you don't get quite that much. You just yeah, you don't. Oh, so, you're the Glen Helen at the end of the day motocross yes, guy. Yes, that's just, me. That's what I like. Kind of just varies too. I mean, corner to corner, and it depends on if there's people around. You know, like I'm the king of entering high and slow. And being on the gas super early and exiting fast and, and exiting low, um, like go-kart style kind of. That's I'm, exactly where I was watching when you guys came out of that Like corner. that's my style. That's the way I love to drive. Well, you can't do that if someone's right behind you. You're going to get cleaned out. Someone's going down the inside of you, you know? So that also changes. Uh, and that's a tough thing about text flex is it always do around you. So what I like to call your you know qualifying line of, of the fastest way around the track isn't always the fastest way around when you got guys you know, breathing down your neck, you got to protect a little bit more. So then it goes to where, it goes to where you 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 have to try out different lines in practice and stuff like that, and see what is gonna. Okay, like this is my fast line when I'm away from people, but all right, what about when people are all over me? You and know? I guess then line choice changes during the race too, right? Like, yeah, sure. for sure. Because yeah. the track dries out sure. or has moisture or whatever. Yeah. Ronnie uh, can attest to it too. Ronnie's super good at that kind of stuff. All right, so we got uh, the man himself, man, the myth, the legend, Nos Energies, Ronnie Anderson. What's up, buddy? Ron Dog. What's going on, guys? How are Ron. you, homie? Oh, pretty good. How about you guys? Getting ready? 
Trying to. We're always getting ready. Well, you can you see our car in the back is really ready. Yeah, I'm ready to yeah, go, right? Look at that thing. That looks good. <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, my, my two look the exact same way. <laughs> oh, really? About how it goes. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got we got like three or four weeks. We're dialed. Hey, but uh, I think yeah. you, I don't think you had to have as hardcore of a, a, a scotch bright party as Corbin did over here because this thing's looking fresh, dude. <laughs> Yeah, luckily I'm I'm all powder coated, so I don't got to do much scotch riding. Ooh, I bet you were jealous Ronnie's, when you yeah. were freaking getting arm pumps scrubbing yeah, this dude. thing. <laughs> Ronnie's cheating; he's got powder coat. Uh, hey, so thanks for joining us, Ronnie. We really appreciate it. One of the things that we were talking about right now was uh, Texplex. So maybe um, before we get into how your guys' Texplex season has been going, because we want to talk about that, but uh, maybe you can kind of tell us the difference between like a, a normal short course track compared to what a Texplex track is. Uh, yeah, like Texplex is super technical and has a lot of different style corners. I mean, they have off cameras, hips, um, big ball turns, and, and uh, normal short course style tracks are kind of a lot of the same corners all in one track. So um, all very same banking and everything like that. So Texplex, uh, you got to be kind of on point uh, for a lot, a lot of more of different uh, different aspects on the track. So it's really cool. Like I always say, it's more of a meant for a UTV. Um, than most other short course uh, style tracks. So that's what makes it really fun. And do you guys, would you guys relate it um, to like in between a short course track and a motocross track? Or how exactly. would be the good, yeah? Like that's, Is that a that's good way to explain? That's pretty much what I'd say. That with way more, like way more hard pack, way more traction. That you know? mixed with the uh, circle track. Yeah, like speedway. Yeah, exactly. Like it just yeah. gets super blue groove. It's like pavement, dude. It's insane. I keep going back to that Daytona turn because the, like that was one of the most impressive things that I saw because uh, everybody's hauling ass around that turn. But at the end of that, because it's so big, at the end of that turn, you could make up a quarter or half a second. Yeah. yeah. It's just one turn. No, there's a lot of time, like, to be gained and lost just in one lap around that place. And it's a really big lap, too. You know, it's like a two-and-a-half-minute lap. So hey, you have to, like, be on point to remember it all. Yeah, all that's kind of what I was thinking, yeah. too. Like, you have to for, yeah. remember the track like a motocross national almost. Yeah, and they like. switched up every round, too. They throw something at you. There's Sometimes there's a choking lane. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes they do a midway Ooh, caution. Like sometimes they don't. So it's kind of cool. They... they I mean, we all hate it, but in one sense, but in the other sense, it makes for good racing. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, we got uh, one J Bald said, smile, Ronnie. And then uh, mini turbo later. I don't know uh, if that's a comment to Ronnie, but it says me, the uh, kid from the Mud Nationals. Yeah, Mud Nationals is badass. What's going on, dude? Hey, <laughs> have you guys ever done a, uh, an event like that? Because nah. now that he mentions that, that Mud Nationals looks yeah, dude. rowdy, I was dude. Just, I was just uh, talking to... Uh, Brandon from over at uh, UTV Sports Mag about that at the last text flex. We got to go out there. But yeah, it they, looks they rowdy. Look so crazy. I'll, I'm super down to go and do it like how Ronnie and RJ did it. They showed up and in a rig that wasn't theirs flowing. And oh, you had a rattle? Had a blast and then <laughs> oh, left. Yeah. I'm in for that. If I got to take my stuff, no, thank you. I don't want to have to watch that sucker. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, so how <laughs> did yeah. you guys get, uh, did you guys just get invited to go use a rental at the Mud Nationals or what, Ronnie? Yeah, so we uh, we brought on High Lifter this year onto our team, um, and they make all the suspension kits and everything to make your UTV like the ultimate mud rider. Um, so they they have portals, the, they the whole thing, event. the portals, everything. Um, I know that they stay, they have the best portals in the game, um, and they throw on that event in Arkansas, uh, Mud Nationals. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, did you 15, have the sixty? People. Did you have the sixty nine inch tires too? No, so sadly the rental, um, <laughs> the, the rental was just uh, like they make players makes high lifter edition UTVs for mud, um, but it is nothing compared to what everyone else has out there. They have like forty five inch tall tires. 
and we were on just little little 27s uh trying to make it through so it was a blast but dude it looks so like it looks like it'd be fun you might as well just throw all your clothes away and all your all your stuff away but it's all about getting gator waiters dude I, we learned the hard way the first the first What's day and then the second yeah. third day oh yeah. is that those special like, like, outfits yeah. i think it goes out to like right here or all things yeah, yeah. It's like when people wear fly fishing and stuff. You know? What if somebody <laughs> sabotages you and puts a little pinhole in the bottom of your... Or just dunks you down to where it goes under <laughs> over the top. We sneak into the bottom. And yeah, they come with a patch kit, actually, so you could patch yourself Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's rough when you have to have a patch kit for your yeah. pants. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty sweet, man. How was that for the Southern California boy going out there? It sounds like fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a culture shock for sure. Those boys... Uh, it's definitely just a different style of riding because it's uh they only go you know five to ten miles an hour in, in the mud the entire time so you're not going very fast um everyone has insanely expensive rigs like when you go out to glamis or the desert here like a lot of people can run stock cars but out there if you have a stock car you're not making it very far i feel like so everyone has like these crazy elaborate rides i feel like you have to have like at least like a 36 pack cooler for all of your liquid uh, and hydration yeah that's and like then, the entry fee yeah exactly and then just like mad stereo system in your rig because yeah. if you're just cruising you got to be sipping yeah oh yeah and and it's got to be loud right yeah i mean so uh all right so let's get back to the textplex stuff the first story i want to do as a transition into the textplex stuff is we're talking about having a cooler we're talking about having a stereo the, when i went to textplex um you guys were all there but uh dustin jones was there and uh in his rental that he had he had a cooler in the back he had a stereo system he had a passenger and he had uh just you know like a normal skid lid helmet on Went out there and raced the uh, exhibition class or whatever it was called. It was pretty funny, dude. Yeah, Long, it, it, sent all the jumps with the stereo, the whole thing going. The, with he the does cooler. get a little more professional. He puts the whole kit on, races real short course car when it comes to race all of us. But yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's wild too. He's funny. It was a cool transition, at least for me to see that because I was like, all right, so the professional moto is coming up and he's out here <laughs> this yeah. with the cooler on the back, <laughs> like getting out there to send it. Um, all right, so uh, Chase Carr was saying – that uh, they're going to have that 12-hour Texplex race. Are you going to do that one, Ronnie? Uh, me and RJ are talking about doing it. We're not 100% sure yet, uh, but it's definitely something I want to do. It looks like a lot of fun. How would you do it? Like, What's the strategy behind something like that? Because I feel like that's gnarly. Yeah, it was gnarly. Oh, you already year. did it? Yeah, I did it last year. Cody? I didn't do it. He did it with uh, I've never been as it. cold. I, like, that was the coldest I've ever been in my life, dude. When is I, it? When in hypothermia, for sure. Is, when is it? What month? Uh, it was in December. But, dude, so we started – so I I started it, right? And it's at – I think it started at 7 a.m., but, um, like, it was dark. I think the sun came up at, like, 7.15 or something. So it was freezing cold. And, dude, I'm from California. I don't, I'm not used to cold. Um, and I'm in, like, just my normal driving suit. I didn't think it would be that cold, so I didn't really bring anything. And uh, I started at 7. Well, it was all good. It was still dark. Like, it was cold. Well, they have water crossings. So oh. I come just blitzing it through the water crossings. First lap – um, into my, my first four hour stint of it, dude, I'm soaked with water. Like in the first bit of it, like turn and, into an icicle, dude, seriously. So like my, it, my, the worst is my feet. Cause they got actually submerged in the water and like my feet got so cold that I was like, dude, like they're going numb for sure. Well, and then eventually they got to the point where I couldn't, like, I thought they had warmed up. Well, no, they had just got numb. Cause when I hopped out of the car after four hours, I hopped out and like was all squirrely walking around, you know? And I'm like, dang, like they never got warm. They just went numb, but dude, it was that's- a lot of fun. 
That's crazy. Never oh. been so cold in my life. I was going to say, I wouldn't want to race. I would have probably just picked a, the Cody route and just not gone. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. there. I was trying That was fun, home. dude. I want to <laughs> get back and try to do it again. What year or what month is it this year? Do you guys know? Uh, I think it's December, I 12th, December 12th or something. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. So um, I can attest to that, too. I didn't go. But I sent a photographer out there for uh, for the dirt life, and he lasted, I think, until maybe seven thirty in the morning. And he's like, "It's too cold, I'm out." Dude, it was dead. so cold. Yeah, it was, it was so cold. He he was in, and he didn't go through a water crossing. He yeah. just left. Nah, just, I did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was it was no big deal until the water crossing, to be honest. But after that, it was. <laughs> It's bad. There we go. It was a lot of fun, though, dude, for sure. Chase Car 13 says, we got a car ready for the Us. three of you guys. <laughs> Let's do it. That sounds like it would be pretty fun. I think Ronnie's got some other sponsors. He wouldn't be able to do it with you, so you guys might have to manhandle it twice, both of you guys, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Get both of you guys to do it. Uh, uh, is the track different? I yeah, so, dude, it's, it's crazy, honestly, because it's like a 23-mile loop. Um, all throughout Texplex has a ton of property that they actually own. 23 miles? Yeah, so it's 23 miles. They run the short course track, the motocross tracks. Um, they have all kinds of little tracks. They have like a Raptor, like a, a like a pre-runner truck, like little track. Um, that's like a little a bit smaller. A daily driver track? Yeah, you yeah, can go yeah. rip around the outside. So like of that you place. run all that stuff. It's actually pretty smooth. Um, Dude, I feel you like rip out on the woods, and then you have a couple of water crossings, and it's crazy because that dirt there is like nothing I've ever seen before in my life. It gets like all, like almost the whole twenty-three mile loop, other than the water crossings, got half blue grooved. We nuts. should totally rent, get a rental car and go drive that track. Oh yeah, you can do. They have rentals on site there. No, I'm talking about a rental car, like from like Enterprise Rental Car. Uh, yeah, do the the yeah. Rodozer track. I had a little Ford Fiesta, me and Chubb one time, but it was too muddy for that. I could barely get through the parking lot. Dude, that would be so fun. <laughs> that would be fun. You could do it. Do you? Would you like that that long course a little bit better, Ronnie? You think or no? Oh, I think it would be sweet. I think uh, just like what they're saying, if it's super blue grooved and stuff, I think it would be a blast to do. And uh, 23 mile loop's pretty. Pretty short when you're doing it for 12 hours if you think about it. Dude, so. I felt like I had the whole thing wired. And I'm like, how did I memorize 20 miles? I'm like, oh, I've probably done like 20 laps on this thing. By <laughs> the end, are you just like going crazy? Like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. I just had to like find like little things to like keep me like focused. You know, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to hit this section a little faster than this time or, or whatever it was. You if know? you were going to give Ronnie and Cody some tips if they were going to go out there and do it this year, because it sounds like Ronnie might like what's the things like what do you have to do to keep like, OK, first of all, when did you lose focus? Uh, when I, my feet were going numb. Okay, so it's pretty early <laughs> on. I'm just kidding. No, it. it uh, no, I like you know. I'm usually decent about like keeping focused. I feel like um, you just kind of have like those twelve spurts, hours of repetition know? would be just yeah. Nice. So like you'll do like you're all good for like the first hour. I feel like, and then you kind of like start to just think about something else, and then you're like, all right, like no, I'm racing, and then I don't know. Can you just, feel your lap times drop at that point or no? Eh, I. For me, I didn't really, I don't feel like I lost the focus like for that long enough to really hurt me. I think it's just like a few, like you put a couple sections together and like, you know, if you drive down the, down the highway or something, you go through a couple lights and like, dang, like I don't even remember driving. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. You do a couple sections. You're like, dang, I don't even remember the last couple sections. Maybe I need to refocus and like get back to what I'm doing. But so it's, you, it's you just, not like that long where you really like lose focus. So what's the main tip you would give these boys if they had to go do it? keep the car together <laughs> oh just not yeah. go too hard yeah, yeah. i feel like that's that the hardest be, thing dude to pace yourself i feel well ronnie's done some desert racing and stuff i feel like it would be hard for you to keep it because you want to just go balls just call, yeah that. i just want to smash that that was my problem in desert yeah, even it just he's done the desert you, he knows, i don't yeah. know it's hard it's hard to hold back when you know you can go faster but yeah. you know a lot of times you have to hey dune destroy guy said ronnie what happened to drift night with the side by what's that mean we were oh, uh, we were gonna track. hold 
Yeah, we were going to hold uh, like a UTV event over at Adam's Cart Track. And uh, it just, we ended up having to have a video shoot or something that weekend. We had to cancel it. And uh, Troy over there at Adams Park is so busy nowadays. He has basically every weekend booked with something. So um, we're going to do it soon, but just got to get some time. It sounds like it would be pretty cool. Dude, I've been trying to talk about like stuff to do with uh, side-by-sides that's been different, too. So that would be kind of a cool thing. It's cool. They're so versatile, you know. So like, it's cool to see what people just do other stuff. What tires would you run stuff. on the car um, if you're doing that? Like a street tire? Like a DOT tire? Uh, I just ran, I had like old shaved thirties, uh, from my old Lucas days in the 1000s. So I just put those on cause they're already pretty roached. Oh, so you could have smuggled. What tires would you guys use then? Cause I feel like you need like something that's not grippy, right? I'd probably just depends on like what you're a, trying. If you're going straight to drift, I just run my dirt tire. It's going to have no traction on the street. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. That'd Throw be in two wheel drive and just fry them off. They're fast <laughs> enough now. Even, yeah. even if you have a, even if you have a ton of grip, they're they're fast enough in two wheel drive where you can just burn off the tires. So yeah. they uh, they rip pretty good nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Even uh, stock, dude. I feel like. Hey, so one of the things that I was going to ask about uh, was let me see here what uh, um, pulling out the notes. Yeah, well, I, I had something on my head. I just forgot what I was going to talk about. But anyway, so. If you guys are going to do something like that, Ronnie, uh, what do you guys usually do if you're going to prepare for an event like that? Because I feel like that would be super cool if that could come to fruition. Yeah, so all we did, we went out there actually and, and ran a few laps at one of their time attack nights that they have with just like you could bring your own, like your Hyundai and your Honda Civic, whatever, and just run the track for best time. And uh, we went out there and all we did was take the top spring off and, on the shocks and then uh, just put different tires on them and we were good to go. Dang, dude. There is some side by sides are versatile these yeah. days. No, they are. That's pretty crazy. What kind of what yeah. kind of payout are you doing for this thing? Because that's what's going to interest everybody to come out there. Oh, uh, probably nothing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> At nosses. least he's honest. Yeah, give him a few knots. Is <laughs> yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you can rip their sleeves off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or cut their jeans. Uh, hey, so one thing I was going to talk about, that's why I said the contingency thing or the what are you going to give away is, is contingency and side-by-side racing. And this is not a serious subject, but this is just an idea that I wanted to bring up because we talked about it in like a, a previous show. Um, so motocross, like before, when we were younger, we talked about the, the Razor 200 earlier, like coming up through the ranks in dirt bikes, we were able to pay for the program mostly off contingency winnings, right? So we would have like Suzuki Bucks or whatever it is. And as a dirt bike racer, I would race um, the 80 Intermediate class, uh, 125 Intermediate or 80 Expert, 125 Intermediate and 250 Intermediate all on one bike, all on the 80. And I could... Usually, I would be able to win all three events, and we would come home with enough money over the weekend to be able to pay for whatever we needed to for the next races or whatever it was. So it gave the opportunity for a lot of people that didn't have uh, really a lot of expendable money to be able to race, right? And I feel like the side-by-side industry is getting big enough to be able to do stuff like that. What do you guys think? Yeah, you see it. I mean, you see it a little bit with like tire companies and stuff like that, but not not really manufacturers, um, you know, as far as I know. But uh, I think that would be, you know, that's something obviously that helps the sport grow, right? You got kids that it's expensive. I mean, racing's expensive. Yeah, this isn't as expensive as, you know, running like Ronnie's Pro Light program or RJ's Pro 4 program or anything like that. But it's still expensive. So if you can, you know, if you have someone that's good, right, a kid that's good, you were good, obviously, because you were able to win. If you have a kid that's good and they're able to, you know, get some money back to pay for, you know, the next race, it's 
super beneficial. Yeah, I think it would be pretty cool if stuff would happen like that. And I think the side-by-side industry is growing enough where the, some of these manufacturers can start affording it. And I'm not uh, an office guy. I'm not in the manufacturer's uh, uh, pocketbook or anything, but I just think it would be cool. I think it would really grow the, the youth racing and stuff like that. Um, and so the other question that I was going to ask is, like, Along those same lines, if people had a little bit different budget, if you guys had a bigger budget, if Ronnie had a bigger budget, like, would you guys be able to operate a program where you have like a practice uh, razor and then a race razor where you're actually going out and doing it very similar to what a motocross layout is? Like you're riding during the week or driving during the week and then you're elevating the game because you're, the more you're behind the wheel, the faster you're going to go. For sure. I mean, Ronnie can attest to it. They take a lot of work. I mean, you... You you drive them and you work on them. You drive them and you work on them. So it's not like a dirt bike. They take a little bit longer, and um, you know, obviously, obviously, larger budgets uh, equal more time. You can have a mechanic and someone that's going to be working on it at all times, um, or afford to have the second, you know, the second spare car. It that's not really done yet um, that I know of, and that would be super beneficial for sure. And I think it's getting that way. Um, I think, uh, like, of course, like, we're in our infant stages, so there's more money coming to it and all that. But I think for right now, like, personally, I know, like, there's other ways to get that seat time, you know what I mean? Like, I, I spend, lately, I spend a lot more time, like, at the go-kart track doing that, you know? And then, like, I have a simulator as well. I know Ronnie has one that, like, you know, it's not the same, no. But, like, still just, I don't know, it still keeps you alert or, or whatever. You, you're kind of used to being next to people and you can do other things. And, and we all kind of have play cars and stuff like that. You take just going and driving around the hills or going out of the desert. Like you're in, you're in a car that still handles very similar to like the race car, you know, when you're, when you're racing side by side. So just seat time is seat time, you know? Well, maybe I'm thinking about it wrong then. Maybe that's the way to think about it. Like Ronnie, what's your opinion? Am I thinking about it too much? Like you need, you don't need that much practice in a side by side. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you could always take as much practice as you could get, right? I mean, uh, there's always something to be learned with the car, with yourself, um, how you could always be better, right? But uh, at the same time, um, like if you go to the track at Texplex and you practice with your practice car and then you get to qualifying and you break, well, you should have just ran your normal car in practice and you might have broken practice and been able to fix it for qualifying. So it's, uh, you know, kind of a 50-50, I'm on the fence for sure. Yeah, I got you. And yeah, and it, they, like you're saying, the off-road stuff, you have to work a little bit harder because it's not like you can just wash yeah. it and go ride it again, yeah. right? Yeah, I think, dude, honestly, I think, like, what you're what you're saying, like, is totally where I'd love to see it go. You know, like, personally, if I had, you know, multiple guys in here getting the race cars ready and an identical practice car, you know, sitting here just like that, then, you know, I'm out at the track just doing spinning laps. Yeah. Of course, dude, you're going to you're gonna excel so much quicker, like, you're going you're gonna to get better than other people so much quicker by practicing more. So yeah. I think it's getting that way. It's just, you know, budgets and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, you got to have a lot of mechanics getting, getting stuff done for you if you're going to be able to do it that way. So or I, think just work, I think it's growing more that way. Or just way. work your butt off more. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, well, let's talk a little bit more about this TexPlex stuff. Uh, Jason Garretson. Uh, commented and said, Ronnie, uh, he's going to crush way more bush lights than you have Coors Lights in camp. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> those boys, those boys in the Midwest get down for sure. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about your guys' Texplex. Uh, we'll let Ronnie go first. Like, how's things been going at Texplex this year, bud? I know you did some good results, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 50-50 in Pro Stock or in Pro 1000, I guess you could say. it's. Uh, I've had pretty good luck. Um, I've been getting more luck than the other guys actually were leading the points in that. So it's good. But I've had absolutely horrible luck in the turbo. I mean, just failure after failure in the main. We'll 
qualify good and uh, qualify first, I think, two or three times now. And, and then we get into the races and just can't can't get to to finish so uh hopefully we can turn it around i know these boys right here have also been having some tough luck and um finally got their new cars done so hopefully uh we could get them up in the mix for sure what's the thought process when you have like uh some face adversity like that like what's the way to get into the next weekend or the rest of the season oh man the thought process is just uh we need to fix it right and we need to fix it as fast as we can so we could be up on top of that podium for for all the supporters and uh, i mean yourself I mean, we uh, no no players razor winners yet in Texplex Turbo class, so uh, I think we got to change that that sooner than later. Yeah, and uh, we love all the all the guys that are winning in the other brands and stuff like that. But it would be cool to definitely see all three of you guys mix it up. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's the plan. yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's definitely been, been a little been rough. Been we rough. we've all agreed that Texas hates California. Um, <laughs> yeah, <for> so, sure. <laughs> so, but uh, no, I mean, we're getting closer. Obviously, it's not going uh, as it's not going as quickly as any of us would like. Um, but but we are definitely getting closer speed wise. Obviously, Ronnie's qualified first quite a few times, so um, he has the speed thing down. We're just we're just honestly working through a couple things and. Uh, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, we're all kind of working through the same thing. So, um, I, I think we're, uh, we're all trying to tackle it, you know, in different ways and, and trying to make it happen. Well, that's what makes it so cool that off-road is you can tackle it different ways and you can find a good solution for it. Um, one of the things that I was going to say on that same, uh, note that you were talking about with, uh, Texas hating California, I think it was the opposite the first time Ronnie went there because he loves Texas. <laughs> I do. I do like Texas. Uh, I liked it a lot more at the beginning of the season. Um, it was definitely a lot better the first, second, third round. Then once you're going there for your fourth, fifth, and sixth, it's like, man, this is a long drive, a long <laughs> haul, and uh, we're not doing very good. So um, it definitely wears on you. The weather's crazy. It's either going to rain or be super hot. So uh, it's always throwing something different at you. Yeah, I feel you on that. The uh, crowd heat guy said that Sean Saxon was the first one to make a Polaris on the podium this year. Is that true? Yes. Uh, I think yeah, so. Yeah. Year, I think so. Yeah. Nice. Oh, K- yeah. K Man commented in and said he's bringing his. Uh, who, I forgot what his name is. Uh, Kanan. Yeah, Kanan. that that's, kid's that's a kid. Yeah. He's been yeah, he gets with down, him. dude. He, he, <laughs> Kanan can throw down. He sure. said he's bringing a turbo car this next race. Is what he just commented. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's got a turbo yeah. RS1 or something. Yeah. Wait, what? Is that legal? Yeah. Yeah, dude, there's not many there's, things that aren't legal no in Texas. <laughs> there's no rules in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Wild West. I mean, it's called the Outlaw Series. Uh, that's pretty cool though, man. Like I love that, like that format of racing because it really drives and breeds competition. It definitely does. Yeah. yeah. I think it's good. I mean, obviously you got to limit on the rules. You got to limit a few things. Um, but, uh, I think it's good. I think it's good to have, you know, multiple different brands competing even. Um, it's good. It's good camaraderie, you know, it pushes, it elevates all the companies. Everyone's, you know, everyone's trying to beat everyone. So it just, it makes everyone get better. Yeah, I agree 100%. What's one of the uh, funniest things that you had uh, happen with these boys out there in Texas so far, Ronnie? I know you guys haven't had uh, th- as much luck on the track as you'd want to, but some, what about some of the stuff off the track? Yeah, I mean, Texas is, is cool. All the people there are uh, always so genuine and nice. And uh, like when you go to the just the gas station, um, just everyone there is, is wants to talk to you and, and uh, definitely a lot more friendly than California. Um, but it is interesting. Everything around... Uh, the Texplex track all closes like at nine or 10. So if you're having a late night on Friday, 
uh, you better go get some food quick because it'll yeah. close down on you. Chili is about your only option. <laughs> I feel yeah, like, I feel it's I feel the like, only thing open. Yeah, me and uh, so the first the first round of the year it was a it was a doubleheader. So you went you raced on Saturday, and the next the following Saturday you raced round two. So we were all there for a week. Me and Ronnie and uh, Cole Keats and Cheek. What do you do for a week? All of us. We were prepping our cars it. during the day and then yeah. doing whatever during the night. I feel like I don't know. I don't even know what all we did. We we pretty much found whatever we could do to do in Texas and there wasn't much. And if you wanted to eat past like eight o'clock, how he's saying, pretty sure we went to Chili's like four times in one week. Cause it's the only thing yeah. open after, after eight. They don't have like a Philly Bertos. Dude, they don't have oh, much. Nothing. There is no, like, there's definitely no good Mexican food out there. Either. What's, I know the, you're what's the burrito place or taco place right there? What's it called? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, that one's pretty good. Casa that taco or bad. something. Yeah, that one's not bad. I need to go to that place because I went to a <laughs> when I was over there at Texplex. I went to a place that it said like best tacos ever. Like it's it was different. like literally the name was the worst of, like <laughs> deceiving thing ever because I went there and I'm like, dude, I could have easily went to Taco Bell and like elevated yeah. my game. Yeah, their Mexican food. You'd be disappointed. Like their Mexican food yeah. is good, but it's like Tex-Mex they call it. So I it's like know, their dude. own twist on it. Like it's it's good, yeah. but it's not like you're used to like authentic. Like that's how we are down here. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm feeling the authentic stuff. Uh, the crowd, he guys said, yeah, 100%. They're trying to help get a Polaris on the podium. Uh, Josh, you know, all those guys over at Cryo, he do such a fantastic job. I think it'll happen uh, sooner than later. So especially with all awesome drivers like you guys out there, giving it your all. We're trying, man. We're trying. It's definitely, uh, you know, getting getting smoked for a while definitely feels us all. I know. So what's know the like? What's the mental process that you go for through, Cody? Like you go to the Textplex, you have either a successful or unsuccessful weekend. Like, what's your process like you're flying home or driving home are you debriefing are you writing notes down like how do you do it like if you're going to tell a youth racer a good tip on how to like advance your program i mean honestly i i pretty much bounce everything off my dad so um he's always thinking about stuff obviously he's always trying to make you know make everything better and he doesn't you know when it when it comes down to it, I make I make the decisions on the program, but they're you know they're decisions that I've bounced off you know a few people. I've even talked to Ronnie some, um, RJ some, just kind of about what they're doing. And typically, like I'm driving to the airport and I'm already on the phone with my dad, you know, or I'm sitting there waiting for my plane and I'm on the phone with my dad, like, hey, what you know, can we try this? Can we do this? And first thing Monday morning, you know, we know what we broke, so parts orders are going in. Um, we're trying to get. You know, Corbin's been driving. Luckily, I've been able to fly. So, um, you know, we he gets home. We get stuff unloaded. Typically, like Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, we get stuff unloaded and and just kind of thrash until we can get back. And I know for for us three guys, like, does that mean you're super critical on yourself, or how do you? Yeah, no, I'm. That? I mean, I'm bummed. I I you know I'm tweaked when I don't do good, and if stuff's not working right, it. But it know. sounds like you do that even if you were to win the race, you'd still be critical about your. Yeah, your, I mean, dude, you way, yeah. you got people even when you're at the top, people want to beat you. I mean, Millers are winning right now. And I'm going to tell you, all of us want to beat them like yeah. super bad. So, um, if you want to stay on top, you gotta, you wouldn't you be gotta, a racer if you didn't. Yeah. You gotta kind of be critical of yourself and yeah, you can take positives away, but there's, you know, there's always something that you can learn. Unfortunately, we're learning a little more right now by losing. Um, but you know, you can still learn when you're winning too. 
Yeah, you're going to appreciate that win when you get it, right? Yes. Yeah, it's very definitely going to be sweet now because it's been tough. It looks like, uh, I don't know who it was, Brian Carr, whoever was the one that commented in, said big gym to Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, dude. Our no, race that, cars are built off Home Depot Yeah, my dad, my dad used a lot of Home Depot parts. Yeah. Car 1, a.k.a. Yeah. Home Depot right here? Yeah. No, these ones, nah. luckily these ones don't yeah, have any Home Depot parts. But I love that thing, dude. It's such a good-looking car. I guess we should probably say it, too. A lot of people always get it confused that we're, like, he's my uncle. So, yeah. Yeah. Jim... What he's talking about, his dad would be my grandpa. So, yeah. yeah. Everyone seems big, to always be confused affair. that we have different last names. But, yeah. It would take a whole show just to explain your guys' family. Yeah. Dude, oh, for sure. We could definitely have a reality TV <laughs> And then show, he's getting ready to be related up. to Ronnie. And it's just like, dude, you just got all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> oh, man. Did you hear that? Did you see any of those social media comments that happened earlier, Ronnie? No, I didn't. Okay, good. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> they weren't about you, but they were about Shelby. So it, it was pretty funny to see that stuff, though. Uh, are you super critical after you win or lose, too? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if uh, you don't have a good weekend, no one's happy, really, you know? So it's always uh, back to the drawing board, and and uh, everyone at the shop, we kind of all get together and talk about it and uh, just, like, drum up our best game plan on, on what we need to fix and just take it one step at a time. Um, obviously, we haven't been too successful yet, but uh, been talking to Corbin and Cody about what they've been having problems with, and and we're having luckily and unluckily the same issues. So um, we'll get her figured out though here soon. That's a good thing to uh, to bring up as well. And we talk about the camaraderie and off road racing all the time. Like in dirt bikes, it doesn't exist as much, right? Yep. Like it's like okay, you're broken, you guys can go figure it out yourselves. But like you guys are all three com- competitors. But you guys are all working together for the same goal, to help out uh, each other to be able to win a race. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, we're all, you know, we're all obviously under under Polaris Razor's umbrella. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to see a K&M winning. I'd right. rather see Ronnie win or Corbin win than them. So, um, you know, nothing against those guys. It's just, you know, that's like, that's our group. That's our group of people. We want to win. Um, and I, you know, I think Ronnie would, would feel the same way. It's, uh, you know... We're trying. We're trying to help them. He's trying to help us, and and anything that anything that we can do to to win. Actually, let me. Okay, so obviously you guys share data and you share intelligence and stuff for your racing programs. But do you guys also share like setups? Like, what if each one of you had to drive another guy's car? Like, would you guys be successful in that? You know, like everybody's always like, dude, if I had Tomax bike, I could win, bro. Like, I could totally win. But that's not true. Like, could you guys be ambidextrous and switch between people's cars and be able to drive them? I don't know. I mean, everyone has their own setup, you know, even me and him, our, our style is going to be similar, but there's going to be certain things that we each like of our own, you know? So I, I don't know that you could say we could all hop in each other's and win, but definitely there's things that like, you know, like we've gone to Ronnie about and like, Hey, what are you doing for this? Or, or like, we're having this problem. What do you think you could help? And same thing with him, you know? So, um, there's definitely like, we definitely share like, you know, setup tips and stuff like that. For and, sure. And I know we've all pretty much ran each other's valving and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. obviously Walker does our stuff. So um, we've all we've all bounced around and and I know Ronnie's ran some of my stuff and then changed it. And, and I've done the same. You know, I've ran his stuff and changed it over the years. So, uh, you know, it, we definitely I think we're definitely all playing off of each other at this point. That's actually super cool, though, because that means that you have way more brains in, in the pits, so to speak, right, or in the shop. Because um, my one of the questions that I was going to ask is, what's the difference between Works and Texplex? And there's a massive difference, but the setups are the most different parts of it, and you guys can all use each other to re- relay that info or to switch information. Yeah. No, and it's cool because it helps all of us progress quicker. You know, 
Um, if it's just us two, I mean, that's better than one, right? Just me, like me by myself, if I'm trying to have, go, work through all these problems, it's easier if I have another guy, you know, to, to bounce the same ideas off of and say, hey, well, I'm having this problem. What do we think we could do to fix it? And then you add another person like Ronnie where you, you another person to bounce off, you know? So just the, the more, the more brain power you can get in there to try to solve problems, the better. Yeah, I can agree with that. And so, so Ronnie, what would you say is the biggest difference between works and TechFlex? Uh, honestly, there's uh, there's nothing to me that is. <laughs> yeah, that is where, the where's same. the similarities, huh? Yeah, well, there is, you, guys, yeah. you guys are talking not. about from an expert level, but I want to ask that question like I'm just showing up to the races and I've never raced a side by side before. Um, I would say you'd start with shocks and your tire wheel um, sway bar setups. I would say that's your, probably your biggest biggest difference okay gotcha so if you've raced at textplex and you want to go to a different series like works or something that would be the first things that you would change yeah instantly shocks and tires first thing and that's the same with you guys yeah no and i mean when we went even last year with our works cars you know i had called we'd called ronnie and rj and kind of asked them and they said slam it as low as you possibly can and and you know put something that's going to hook up on more of like the street style than than a big knobby tire so, so closer to a short course setup. Yeah. gotcha that's cool hey ronnie um how much time do you have you want to play a couple uh are you smarter than a third grader questions with these boys yeah yeah i got some time all right let's do it um have you guys ever played this game before uh, I have not. Dude, then Ronnie's got a leg it's up. Tough. Gonna... It is a tough, <laughs> tough game, boys. Let me tell you. Um, all right. So um, should we also have some of the audience chime in, too? So uh, we have a few people that are watching right now. So if you guys want to uh, chime in live, you guys are more than welcome to uh, try to answer these things fast. Um, since Ronnie, I don't know how much of a lag it is on Instagram Live, but let's give him one second okay. uh, to uh, answer. And uh, Ronnie already knows the, uh, uh, the rules. Your, ga- your name is your buzzer. So you have to, because it's an audio format too. Not all, everybody's going to see the video. So if you have an answer, you got to say your name and then you can give the answer. You guys ready? Yep. This is pretty much the most uh, hardcore thing you guys are going to have to deal with all year. I know you guys have been stressed at TechSplex, but this is way more stressful. Trust me. Uh, all right, Ronnie, I think you got an advantage here, but let's go with uh, the first question. How many minutes are in half an hour? Ronnie. Oh, I don't think he's got a lag. I think we might have to just speed it up. All right, Ronnie, what is it? I was it? getting him a second. <laughs> you, you said how many minutes are in a half an hour? Yes. Oh, 30. Dude, did you see? He just gave you guys like the advantage. Like you, he just said his name for no reason. Then he repeated the question to get it yeah, back. So, all right, all right. So you all see right. How I see what you did there. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll take a point deduction. <laughs> uh, all right. One point for Ronnie. We're giving it to him. Uh, second question. Of are you smarter than a third grader? If it's five thirty when you leave for the store and six fifteen when you get back, how many minutes were you gone? Cody. Ronnie. Uh Cody got it. Forty five minutes. Dude, nailed it. <laughs> That's yeah. Math. That's easy. Dude, you got it. <laughs> I'm just gonna start yelling at my name. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll just, I'll just All right, so if, we, if we're doing it in race format, uh, Ronnie, Everyone, everyone's commenting in the answers. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Ronnie Ronnie and Cody whole shot you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, dude. they're smoking. Well, that never happened, sure. so I'll take it. He, he, no, I know. If anybody yeah, usually the whole shot guy. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, Corbin I'm usually gets good right starts, now. right? Um, all right, third question. Are you smarter than a third grader? What is 25 times 3? Oh, Corbin. Oh, Corbin got you, dude. Corbin got you. 
25 times. Wait, hold up. You're going to make oh! me, oh! oh! You're gonna make me overthink it. No, it's Ryan 75. <laughs> that is legal. Yeah. I forgot to tell you guys, you can steal it if somebody stutters, and you can steal it like oh, we're running. Oh, all right. Hey, so we're not going to right? skip that one. We're not giving any points because he already gave out the answer. But, uh, Fair enough. Uh, dude, Ronnie was on fire right yeah, there. He's ready. These flies are killing me. Uh, all they're, right, they're not even eating you guys. Ju- Julius Caesar was the emperor of what empire? Cody. Cody. Ooh, that's kind of a tie. Let's dude, uh, let's let smoke since, you on that. Since we didn't get uh, a point for Corbin, let's give it to him right now. Let's let him try. It was the Roman Empire, right? Ooh, nailed it, Ronnie. <laughs> did you know the answer to that one? No, I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's a tie, right? Now it's everybody's got one point? We're three-way, yeah. All right, cool. Um, let's see here. Question number five of Are You Smarter Than the Third Grader? What did colonists dump in the Boston Cody. Harbor? Uh, Cody got he you, got dude. It, dude. He got it. Tea. They did. It was tea. <laughs> one of my favorite drinks. Uh, hey, you guys want to know a fun fact? I've told somebody else or uh, this on the show before. I've never, ever... Drank a cup of coffee or tasted coffee in my whole Never life. Never once. Not even once. Not even. Really got to try it. Never. I, I tasted it, get but this I can't drink it. Coffee. He's got to do it. You don't. You don't like it, or you do? Uh, like it? I don't like it at all. Big tea guy. I'm more of a tea no. Guy I don't even like tea for sure. What do you drink? Water. Water. That's it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Zevias. What does Ronnie drink? <laughs> Nos, bro. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. Got that Nos. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's see here. We just asked you, uh, the person in a novel who tells the story. From a third-person perspective, is called. Court. Oh, he got did, it. Did Ronnie got get it? Me. Yeah. All right, Ronnie. Who, what is it? Uh, I got the narrator. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> pulling the lead. All right, so <laughs> you guys went into the first turn like all together, and it sound, seems like Ronnie's pulling out now. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. I can just see you guys went in the split lane, and Ronnie took the inside. That's yeah. what I'm seeing. We're taking the Joker yeah, lane I first. I actually saw Ronnie oh. do that the last round. <laughs> of Xbox, so I'm not gonna lie. Really. <laughs> Uh, all right, we only got five more questions left, so you guys got to make these ones count. Uh, let's see here. The main uh, series of events in a story is called what? Uh, Corbin, I'm going to try it. All right. It's the plot. No? Dude, Dang. nailed it. Damn, you guys are pretty good at this see, game. See, I've been out of third grade back. for a long time. I feel like it was like for me. That was more of a guess, if anything, if I'm going like, to be honest. Ronnie, are you with me on this? Are you like more of the English professor guy or are you like the math guy? Oh, uh, I would say I'm more of English, probably. Oh, really? Because I'm the man. Like, I, I don't know these, like, English and science. Yeah, I'm more math guy for sure. It, yeah, you, you I'm, think, I'm a math yeah. guy. All right. I just don't want to. I just can't get left like that, dude. They're smoking me. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I got to pull something out. I got to pull something out. You see what this guy does under pressure, Ronnie? I know. He's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring out the jump rope, though. I'll get smoked. Uh, all right. So the next question is, uh, what phenomenon might be felt on the surface, when two tectonic plates rub oh, against each other. Oh, I don't know who got that first. I kind of rock paper I, scissors. Let's go. Rock, yeah, paper, right. scissors. rock paper scissors for it. All right. One. All right, on all shoot. Right. All right. Three. Rock. Okay. Paper. Go. Scissors. Shoot. Did we? Uh, oh, oh we you, got guys you. Did. you guys all did. You guys all did. He was paper. We're scissors. Let's go. I was go. paper. I was Let's paper. Go. I lost. Let's go. I lost the tiebreaker. Oh. 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 All right. Corbin got it. All right, so what phenomenon? Earthquake. My, dude, nailed it. He's Too cheating. Easy. It's, on the, it's on the screen. No, well, I had. When you said tectonic, <laughs> my mind was just earthquake. Tectonic yep. is the word got you I there. I don't even know what it means, but I knew it was earthquake. <laughs> oh, wait, so how many points do you have now? Three? I, yeah, I think so. Dude, you got to step it up your game right now. I think I have two, no? I thought you had one. Oh, you got one, dude. 
Ah, uh, whatever. We only have, uh, well, we got three questions left. You can All still right. win. Oh, you can I'm still pull it out at the end. All right, Ronnie. Uh, let's see here. Which planet is closest to the sun? Ooh, this is a good one. Which planet? Ronnie. All right, Ronnie. He's just hoping someone comes through in the uh, live. I got Venus. Steal. No. Venus? Yeah, you can steal no. it. He, he got the, He got it wrong. Is it Earth? No. No? No, you got to, you can, you, uh, can, you don't even have oh, to steal it. Oh, Ronnie, you, Ronnie. All Ronnie right. back again. Ronnie steals it back. <laughs> is, is it is it Mercury? Yeah! Oh, oh, I, don't know I, want, I don't know why I wanted to say Mars. I know that's like the third or something, second. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, I don't know. You could guess, and you only have seven guesses. Yeah, I should so just guess. Be... Your odds are decent, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, uh, how many points you got now, Ronnie? That's three. I'm tied up with Corbin. All right, so oh, you're out. Yeah. All, right, dude. All right, so you want to read one of these last questions? Read question number 10 here. Are you smarter than the third grader? No way, I'm going to cheat. What resource covers most of the Earth? Oh, me. Oh, the ozone, right? Corbin? No. Corbin, oh, no, you need to learn your sorry, name. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> Corbin's starting to get all hot right now. Dude didn't even say his name as his dude, buzzer. I said me. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Did you get it right? No. No, it's, it's water. It's, I don't know what oh, I got rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corbin is actually yeah, right. It's water. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That was perfect. That was the best answer. Of the night. All right. Okay. So what time is it right oh, I now? I love it. 7.02 p.m. I'm making sure I clip this and put it on uh, Instagram for later. Um, all right, Shelby, bad. write that down. 7.02 p.m. on the uh, on the dial so I can make Ronnie's sure Ronnie's just so KOH'd out. All he's got is Dude, you are KOH'd out. There's so many of them out there. Right now, Ronnie's got his KOH car getting all prepped yeah. up, getting ready. He's like really out for redemption. He doesn't even care about water, dude. He what's, cares the, about uh, what's the deal with the thing in Sturges? Is it a rock race or what? Yeah, Ultra so Ford, Ultra Ford's putting it on. I think it's going to be more of like an Enduro Cross style like race because our uh, time slot's only 45 minutes oh, and okay. I don't know any, much more about it really I just know Ultra Force put on Sturgis and that we're it's gonna be like Enduro Cross style like I think logs and tires and stuff like that dang that sounds pretty gnarly yeah it'll be that's pretty fun. cool to see it though I mean like that's a yeah. whole nother event and a whole nother crowd of people to bring out to, yeah. to a yeah. rally like that uh, yeah, sure. alright so you have four and he has three yeah I well, three. I guess you can tie it up right now, Ronnie. But I feel like if uh, what you, did, you this is it. This is the last lap pass. You got to do it. Um, a landscape where the most Horrible. prominent feature are trees is called woods or forest. I mean, yeah, he got yeah. it, Ro- Ronnie. You got second on this one, bud. Yeah, fair deal. Dude, I mean, technically, I still got a podium, though, right? Yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. I can post that on Instagram. Oh, that was perfect. That was a fun <laughs> little game, though. I have more questions if you guys want to keep going, but like that was a pretty good one. Yeah, actually, this is actually a pretty good one. Since everybody races in Nevada so much, I feel like this is going to give Ronnie an advantage. What's the capital of Nevada? Oh, I got it. Corbin. It's Reno, right? No, it's not. What? Nope. It's not Reno. I feel like Ronnie would know this. Is it not Reno? No, it's not. What is it? Hey, Siri, what's the capital of Nevada? <laughs> Your phone like Nevada is it like Nevada City or something? Oh, it's got that word in it. It's Carson the- City. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. it is Carson City. Dude, see, I should have <laughs> asked the movie the- Carson <laughs> City, Nevada. I should have asked the lower portion of the questions because yeah. that would have stepped your game up, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. It throws you off because you just automatically assume it's Vegas, right? Like, no one knows <laughs> yeah, anything exactly, in exactly. Nevada except Vegas. Dude, these flies are getting gnarly in here. Uh, all right, last question of the night just because I want to see what you guys do. This is a pretty good one. Who invented the light bulb? I got it. 
Oh, sorry, I raised my hand. <laughs> <laughs> no raising your hand. You got to say your name. <laughs> Ronnie, you can steal if you just if you <laughs> just Edison. say your name. You got, no, you, you can go. I don't, I don't know if I know this one. Thomas Edison. Yeah. Dude, right. see? I'm telling you, you already started to catch up. The game's over, dude. Yeah. You got to come back. You yeah. got to come in earlier. This is typical. This is my typical, you, my typical thing. Yeah, I, I, come, I come at the end. Are you a racer or are you a qualifying guy? Terrible qualifier. I'm a that's racer. That's it. I was just yeah. going to say that. Dude. Terrible qualifier. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Uh, well, good job, boys. I'm glad that you guys had such a good time playing that. You guys did some awesome answers, that's for sure. Uh, Ronnie, how would you rate these questions compared to the ones that you and RJ had? Because your guys' battle was pretty epic, too. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, any time you can play the Are You Smarter Than a Third Grader, it challenges you every time. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for playing with us, man. I really appreciate it. Um, so what's the next plans for Ronnie Anderson and RJ Anderson? Or actually, just to answer for you uh, for uh, the side-by-side uh, program. I uh, just got Sturgis coming up uh, this this coming weekend, actually, came up, came up way faster than I was expecting. And then uh, I got uh, two weekends off, and then we go back to Texas, and then we go from Texas straight to Crandon, actually. So um, it's going to be a busy couple weeks for sure. Dang, dude, you do have a busy couple weeks. So um, you guys are planning on going to that Texas race, I'm sure, then, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, we'll be there. It'll be pretty cool. So I'm sure these guys will see you there, Ronnie. Thank you very much for joining us, bud. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, boys. All right, All right dude. Yeah. We'll see you later. Uh, that are you smarter than a third grader amazes me every time it's pretty sweet to see that though like it just goes to show funny how competitive we all get (laughs) well yeah and i'm such such simple stuff like if we actually put a third grader in here we all would have got whacked oh for sure 100 percent we'd have been done (laughs) um okay so what's the next uh stuff that you guys have planned i know that uh you guys want to do well at textplex those are the um short-term goals um but what's the like uh maybe I don't know, medium-term goals and long-term goals for the program. I mean, I think I think both of us, obviously, you know, we, we want to get some wins at TechSplex. I think both of us are the personality where um, we kind of want to be dominant before we go anywhere um, else. So, and I know that's not going to be easy. It's going like to be something. Like complete something that you set out to do? Yeah, no, I it's like, I mean... We're, we're already have our sights set on going back there next year. So, um, that's, you know, that's kind of where we want to be. And, and, you know, obviously we want to win championships. I mean, races are cool too, but, um, at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's the championships where it's at. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's something that's big for us. And Texas has a massive bonus for the championship too, don't they? Yeah, it's big. What's yeah. the bonus this year? Cause it, yes, last year I think it was 40,000. I think it's 30 this year. I think they, I think that's they took it down ma- and spread it out a little like further down. Well, they, they have they to, to like eighth place. They have to be cause there's so many more drivers. Yeah. Um, I know that I think their total like budget, like for the whole like payout was almost $200,000. Yeah, like that's somewhere around really big. Yeah. Never That's really fantastic person. for any race series to be able to do that. I mean, to accumulate those funds and disperse it back, like, that's exactly the contingency that I was talking about, right? Like, that's cool. It draws a lot of people, too, especially, like, it draws amateurs more, and I feel like it even draws pros. Yeah. Um, just because just just, you just see those big numbers, you know, and you're like, it helps, especially when you're an amateur, dude. Like, we've been we've been there to where, like, just like you're saying, you know, like, you... Uh, you can pay for your next week, your next race by doing good at this one, you know. So if you or can pay make, for your next season, if yeah, you yeah. do it exactly. Yeah. So um, it makes it it makes it well worthwhile. I mean, for us at the level we're doing it, like um, it, it's it's it is exactly what it is. It's a bonus, you know what I mean? Like there's so much time and effort and money that goes into it that that's like kind of icing on the cake. Like I don't know, the championship to me, like the the title of that is is worth way more than yeah. even the money. Like for me, I I feel um, I feel the I'll feel unfulfilled or feel like we failed there if, if between the team, one of us hasn't won a championship. 
you know, and we've, next we've won a lot, you know, we've won a lot since 2013, just in whatever we were in more than most um, people do. Yeah. Like a you lot guys of, have a lot of success under your guys' team. Yeah. A lot of championships. I mean, I think there's only been a couple of years where we didn't, you know, we didn't top, you know, top three, at least for, for a whole season, if not win. So, right. um, it's, I, I think it stings both of us quite a bit that we're not even in contention at the moment. So, um, that's, you know, that's something that doesn't sit well with, with anyone in our group at all. My dad's probably the worst. Uh, he's, he's, uh, not a sore loser, but refuses to I'm lose. A sore loser. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of been bred into us. I mean, obviously me and then, you know, well, maybe you could kind of give us a little bit of a backstory. So I understand it a little bit more. I know most of your guys' accolades, but maybe, uh, lay down an understanding of what it feels like. Cause you guys have won championships. Maybe explain a few of those to us because, um, any champion, when they're not winning, they always want to win that much more. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, sure. I I won. I mean, I was lucky enough. I mean, it was only dirt series, but that's a, it was a small series, but it was pretty competitive, like, when I was racing it. And I was lucky enough to win my first season, um, win the championship in my first season. It was a rough, you know, it was a rough go for the first half of it, and then all of a sudden it just yeah, clicked. Yeah, you learned super quick. Yeah, it, it just clicked, and I literally won every single moto to finish out the year, and I think I won the championship by a couple points, and then was able to back it up again the following year and then, you know, went to works and struggled, struggled quite a bit in 2015 even. And then 16, I think I was third, 17, I was second. And then I won in 18 um, and was right there actually in 19 and in both classes, Corbin was leading pro stock and we were just going at it with each other in the pro stock class. And he was leading points. I was second. um, And then I would think I was second in the turbo class as well. And I ended up getting hurt at Glamis, um, yeah. broke my chest, and I didn't make it to the last round. So, you know, there's there's been a couple of dark years there, and they suck. But it, you know, obviously it makes you know it makes the wins that much sweeter and championships that much sweeter. So, yeah, it does, and that's what the mentality I was talking about though is because you really have like, um, what do they always say? Like your championships are won on your worst days, and like you don't know how good it is. Uh, until you know how bad it can yep. be, right? But that's exactly. the mentality that you have to have to be able to overcome that stuff is every winner thinks like what you just said. They know exactly what they need to do to not have those bad things happen again. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's not fun. Like, you're you're not having fun. To me, and I know he's the same way, it's it's not that much fun when you're not winning. Right. Um, and even like Ronnie at the last round of Texplex after I was talking to him after. But and, there's only one winner, dude. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. It's like I was talking to him after, and I've never really even seen him not just like with a big smile on his face no matter how the day went, and he was tweaked. And I get it. Like, he's in the same boat that, you know, that both of us are in. Like, it's not fun. Yeah, if you, you know, if you get a podium on the weekend or something like that, it's cool, but you want to win, and you're there to win, and you don't spend all the time in the garage or in the shop, you know, working on stuff to, to go there and get third. It's just not, I that feel like that says a lot about your personality though. Yeah. Like you can be a good loser too, right? Like yep. you can be a, a humble human being. Yeah. Yep. Win or learn type thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, I don't know, like for me too, especially like it, when you're racing at the level we all are now and Ronnie and, you know, Seth and, and all of us, like, it's it's becomes a lot of work to where I shouldn't say it's not fun, but you're not doing it just for fun anymore, right? You're doing it. Um, there's there's companies backing you, and and you're trying to make money doing it, and you expect yourself to be winning, you know. And I know my person my personality is, I just hate to lose, you know. Like yeah. I don't even really have that much fun when I win. I'm just like, I right, time to do it again. Like what can I do to make sure it happens again? Kind of as soon as it ends, and I know 
maybe not the best way to look at it, but that's just me, you know? Right. I'm pissed. Like, not outwardly. I'm still going to be fine and be cool and talk to you, and I have a smile on my face when I lose. But in my own mind, when I lay in bed that night after losing, yeah. I'm pissed that I lost. You know I what I mean? This, yeah. Yeah. So and Some I of just the worst don't time, like to lose. Yeah. Some of the worst times that I've had, like, you go on the podium and you're in second place, but you almost got there. Like, yeah. you were right there. Yeah. Like, I'll go back to the trailer, and I'll kick myself for a while until I figure out what it was that got me to the point yeah. that I didn't win. And then once I figure it out, then I'm fine. Like, I'll just write it down and not forget yeah. about it, make sure I don't dwell on it, but don't make that mistake yeah. again. And that's a winner's mindset, dude. And I think whether you're, whether you're winning or losing, you have to be able to look at things. What could I have done better? I mean, the last two years, I've been fortunate enough to win. Um, I won the Pro Stock Championship in Works, then Pro Turbo this year. And yep. um, so, like, I won a lot in the last two years. And still then... I was still trying to learn, you know, I got done with the race and have won, you know, you spray the champagne, you realize, man, but I could have won by so much more if I would have done this, you know, and not, oh, to look look at at you. It, not to look at it in a negative way or the look at it mindset over here. Yeah. It's no. not to look at it negative. Like, Oh, I didn't do good enough or, or, Oh, I want to beat these guys more and more. Not like, not like that. It's just in the fact of like, man, I, I know these little mistakes that I made that I didn't need to make. And pretty soon there's going to be a guy hungry enough that, that is not making those mistakes because he wants to beat me more than I more than I want to win now because he hasn't been winning, right? So yeah. when you're not winning, that hunger is always more. So it's hard to it's, it's hard to keep that when you are winning. But but if you are a true you know winner or champion, you have to be able to keep that when you're winning or losing, keep so the desire to, to keep getting better. That's exactly the things that we would do. Like when our program was successful and we would get on the podium all the time in, in Lucas Racing, I would always tell my team, I would say, you know what? the next race is going to be harder because everybody is that much more hungry because yeah. we still beat them to the podium this race. Yeah. So the next race and the next race, and then finally it caught up. Like the next season, the second, the first race I did well, but like the second race, I didn't even get on the podium. I was yeah. like, oh shit, like here, it now it's time to really step up the game because everybody behind us had upped their game and their level yeah. was higher. You get comfortable, you know? And I think even that's kind of stung us a little bit, even just like, you know, building motors and, and doing some of these things that kind of need to be done for Texplex. Like we just, we were able to get by before in, in works and not have to do it and still be super competitive and, and win championships and win a lot of races. And so we just kind of stuck with a, a more production, you know, machine and didn't really dive into any, you know, trying to make them that much faster. Cause they were, you know, they were good enough. And then when we got to Texas, it's like, everyone's doing that. Right. So everyone's building motors and everyone's going crazy on horsepower yeah. numbers and all that stuff. So when we showed up, it was like, okay, well now we have to do it. We don't have a choice. Like if we want to be competitive, we got to do that. Well, yep. that put us a little bit behind the yeah. eight ball, just, you know, with certain, certain things that, you know, it's kind of difficult to catch up on because we weren't doing it for so many years. So yeah. I could, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And then people get creative and they get better cars and they get better development. And all of a sudden they, everybody has to catch up, right? Like, uh, yeah, so Chance Haugen said, uh, come race with the Midwest, race with the big boys. I think that side-by-side -side racing, honestly, to, to comment on that statement, every professional series now is the big boys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gnarly. I think yeah. if you took... If you take the top five from every series, you know, in, in the proper disciplines, those dudes are going to go at it anywhere. Yeah, like exactly. They're, they're fast. We I were mean, actually talking about that with, uh, like, the Miller brothers and with Chaney the other day. And, um, you know, like, they're good at Texplex, but they came from GNCC. That's on Woods. That's not yeah. even the same. Yep. Like, Works and Texplex, I mean, there's totally different. Like, so it's cool to see that everybody's got these different skill sets. No, and I mean, like, for us, dude, it's it's like we're just learning. You know what I mean? We're learning that. That super, you know, super high intensity, crazy grip, like 
smoother style, lower style, stiff. Like we're learning that setup. We're learning how to drive that track versus like if I go out on a works track, I mean, I think today if I went out on a works track and a works car, I'm going to be pretty competitive. I did it for so long. Like I know how to drive there. Muscle memory. Yeah. It's so. Yeah. I I think it, I think it just comes down to, like you said, like the Millers are so versatile in that way. Um, and they're just that type where they are winners, you know what I mean? And you are, you, just cause you don't know something like us going to Texas, man, we had no idea on the setup. Like we just don't, but we want to win bad enough that we're going to figure out, okay, what is this person doing that is winning? You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so you, you just, if you are, if you have that mindset, you know what I mean? You have that discipline to figure out, okay, what do we need to do to get winning? And that's something that you've seen Millers do a really good job at. You know what I mean? They came out to KOH that first year and won. Yeah. And because they had watched for, I'm sure they had watched for years what other people were doing and, and well, I know racers, they went out dude. there for they're a month pre-running <laughs> and stuff that, you know, because yep. they don't want to show up and get beat. You know what I mean? They want to show up on point. And that's something that stung for us, too, is we showed up. I mean, we knew we weren't completely on where we should have been. But, man, we really hoped we, we were hoping we we're at least going to be competitive to start. Man, we've just got our butts kicked. So it's it's tough, but you just got to keep plugging away well, you're and, not the, and realize we're, we're a little bit behind the eight ball. Ronnie's doing pretty well. Miles did pretty well out there, too. But you're not the first person to say that either. Like, uh, Robert Stout was a champion in the Lucas Series, which is a little bit closer to, I think, uh, the Texas stuff than yeah. works sure. would be, for like, sure. as far as the transition goes. Uh, but he's not a dirt bike racer. He's not a jump side-by-side or anything like that. And the first thing that uh, his team manager, uh, Paul Yaw, told me was we weren't prepared at all. Yeah. We watched videos. We brought the car that we thought. He goes, everything yeah. was wrong. There's like, just nothing like it out there either is yeah. the thing. You know, you can watch videos and there's just... And, you, and I mean, there's a, so certain am, there's a certain amount of, like, having to do it to learn it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, my first year, I blew all kinds of parts apart until the halfway point. Yep. At the halfway point, it was like a light switch just flipped on and it was game on at that point. Like, yep. I had figured it out. Same thing with works. Dude, it took me a season to figure works out. And then once, once I got it figured out, it was like, okay, yeah, this is, this is how you do it. So, um, it just, it just takes time. And, you know, unfortunately it's taken a little more time than any, any of us want, any sponsors want anyone. So, um, but you know, we're, we're, where we're at and yeah, but you you guys are moving forward. Yeah. Uh, You guys are playing the good game though, because you guys are understanding what's happening. And then when you guys do figure it out, it's going to be game on. Yep. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, and Brian O one thirty three said uh, that's what makes a racer, and he's totally right too. Yeah. Um, so, Texplex is obviously your short term goal. Does that mean that uh, you guys are going to continue on that same path, like uh, shooting for the championship, or are you guys going to try to do for some sure. other stuff as well, yeah, like I mean, no KOH or anything like that? Right. I we right kick now, it around every we kick it around every year. I I haven't ruled it out, and like I don't rule out even going back to desert at some point. I just. I'm not really in that spot now. That's yeah. not really where I want to be. Um, you know, this is... And we know Corbin's going rally racing. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, you get so focused, especially when you're getting beat though, dude, like you, you get so focused on, man, I have to accomplish this goal. You know what I mean? If our goal right now is the championship at Textbox, I mean, it was our goal going in round one. Did yeah. we, did we think, oh yeah, I'm going to smash everybody? No, because it's our first year, all that. You got to be realistic, right? But I mean, I still expect or plan and and am shooting for to to be running for a championship. Both of us next year at Texplex, you know. Spoken like a true racer, so, though. That's that's what I think. For short term, you get you get really caught up and focused in trying to trying to improve what you're doing. But yeah, I mean, there's long term goals, of course. You know, like I'd I'd love to go rally racing if any type of opportunity shows up, whether it's in a you know a full blown rally car or a side by side. I'd love to do it in a side by side. You know, you see Seth doing it in a in a side-by-side type thing and, and stuff so that RS all that one that, dude i would i would love to do all that but yeah that rs1 that i built in 
2020. Um, it was actually out of Craig Scanlon's garage, and he just let me ride it for the, use it for the UTV World Championships. Um, all uh, Max Eddy took it out and raced the Sonora Rally in it, and all he did was change the stickers on it, a couple clickers on the maybe some clutch stuff. Almost won the Sonora Rally. Yeah, there. That was a that was an entry level play car that we that we did out of Craig's garage. Like it didn't even have a race legal cage on it. The RS one is like a out of the box man. That thing is Dude, pretty insane. Still it's, one of my favorite yeah. side by sides on the planet. They're right, they're not easy to drive, but. I do not. They're so moto friendly. Like, yeah, no, they are. For they sure. are, but these things are so much more forgiving than those RS ones for sure. But oh, because a lot it's of a fun. bigger car. Yeah, just more horsepower. You get sideways. You can pull yourself you can out mess of it. Up more. Hey, so one question that I had, totally off subject, but like, which cars do you like? Because you guys use the uh, XP Pro or Pro XP. Um, yeah. What about the Turbo S? Like, why do people pick different different cars like that? Um, there's a few. There's a few main reasons. Like for for us, really, it's just the chassis. So the Turbo S is shorter and wider. Um, and we didn't want that. We wanted skinnier. Um, out at Texplex, traction is a huge problem, and, and the wider you go, the, the more traction you lose. Um, it makes it more forgiving to, you know, just pro for it, back it in everywhere. Um, but, man, it's not quite the style at Texplex, how you would think true short course. You know, you get low and wide and just well, chuck it in everywhere. Well, there's tight corners that you need, like, the flexibility. Yeah, so we, we, really wanted, we really wanted to get them skinnier, and, and, and it gets it to where you have more traction throughout the corners. It, it, you can actually turn with the front end instead of just throwing the thing around all the time. So I like that style better. Like, I mean, dude, Ronnie's running a Turbo S that's shorter than our cars and wider than our cars. Um, and he's out there and... And being competitive in in the, in the same you know the same on the same track at the same time, it's just it kind of what suits your style too. You know, Ronnie's going to be a little bit looser, more aggressive driving style than both of us too. So, well, all you know. guys are wheelmen, so like you guys could all do it. But that brings up an actual good point. So what I'm hearing here is like there's different, uh, just like in dirt bikes, you would pick a 450 or a 250 or whatever. There's different styles of vehicles that you can do to go different styles of racing, or even on the same ways track. To do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it, I mean it's it's that didn't use tailored to exist. tailored to you too. You know what I mean? Like it just it just depends how if you're a guy that slides around, then you're gonna want a little bit wider car. So, um, you know, both of us I think are trying to get away from sliding around. And man, you can it it just depends too where you're riding. If yeah. you know if you're doing dunes, obviously a Turbo S is pretty cool. It's got long travel, so yeah. um, you know, it just depends where you're at. Yeah, you can't really ever say that one that oh, this is the best thing for this this place, you know? Even at Xbox, I couldn't go say that, yeah, the, the, the Pro XP chassis is the best because, look, Ronnie's doing super well. I mean, he's doing better than us so far in a, in a Turbo S chassis, you know what I mean? And yeah, he can't say that his is better either because we can studio, studio well in these, you know? So it's what suits your preference. And yeah, and keep, the, the Razor's just so versatile, you know? Like, you can, you can make him do whatever the heck you want, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, uh, what did you say his name was? King... King. K-Man, yeah, um, yeah. he's taking the RS1 Turbo. Like That's yeah. so sick. Dude, and the thing will probably rip. I've, I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it. I heard he's building one. The thing will probably get it. So. And plus, he's yeah. just pepper the whole time, dude. Yeah, yeah. he is. Kid, how old is he? Like 12 years old? Yeah, that's where he's 12 yeah. or 13. Yeah, 12 or 13. He gets it. He's little, too. Like, he's really? actually, like, yeah, he's skinny and short, and dude. he looks young. That's he gets cool. it. <laughs> he belongs in the 200, yeah, but he's dude, running I can, the full I can turbo. say it because I was the same way, you know? Like, I was 12 looking like I was you know, 8 years old, all short and Were you the guy putting the wood on your, on your throttle oh, yeah. pedal? Dude, my, when we went to break, my dad brought it up, but how we were talking about just, you know, young kids and all that. Dude, I remember I was... 14 at works lying about my age and i was 16 second race pro class at works like i was nice. always that little kid you know travis pastrana style don't take don't take away my wins now but uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like 
Yeah, you do. I mean, he was 16 dude, the for kids three are years. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was, dude. I was every year. I was 16. And yeah, there's but always dude, that dude gotta in do. the super mini class that was always 16. You're like, how are you but 16? It's I don't been know. like you already graduated high school. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it helped me progress too much. You know, like I went out there and got my butt kicked for a little bit. But dude, I learned. I drove right behind the guys that were doing it the right way. So I yeah. saw it, and I think that's something that like Kanan being 12 or 13, being a small kid, being out there with all the pros that are doing it the right way versus going out um, with the kids that he'd just be smashing, you know, in the, yeah. in the amateur class or whatever. He's not going to learn as much there, you know what I mean? So he's learning a ton, and you've seen that kid specifically progress a ton even in the, this year, you know? So yeah. I think that's it's always a, cool if you can class up and get your butt kicked for a little bit. That's a good point. Yeah. And it, actually, since he's talking about this, it kind of makes me feel like, I mean, you guys have such a good relationship as uh, um, like racing brothers, so to speak, and you guys have a good family atmosphere and stuff. But um, if you're going to pick one positive thing about Corbin that you want to talk about like and uh as a racer let's just say um what's one of the things that he uses most of his talent to be able to go out there and succeed man he's just like uh he's pretty level-headed like that's honestly that's the that's the biggest thing for for being a a young guy he's he's super level-headed and uh, yeah he's kind of hard-headed sometimes but he he will listen if you do it in the right way he'll listen so um you know he he takes criticism, you know, he'll, he'll take criticism. If you, if you deliver it the right way, he'll, uh, he'll take it and, and utilize it and you'll see him, you know, you'll see him do it on the track. And we, I mean, we debrief basically after practice all the time and like, Hey, what are you doing here? What are you doing that? And it's been, it's been pretty cool. I mean, he's my nephew. He's, I'm what, 12, I think 12 years older than yeah. he is. Um, but, uh, it's been pretty cool to see him do it. And man, if you look like you look back at like photos and stuff and, the same corner of the dirt's flying up the same way we have like super similar driving styles he's he's a little more calculated where i'm a, a little more raw where i'll let it hang out a little bit he's he's not going to so um but that that's the coolest thing i think that's super cool man and plus it's so cool that you guys notice that stuff about each other have you guys ever been the, well actually sinclair uh, dylan actually said on the uh uh, comments here 64 and 72 have both been uh, proven to win a textplex this is just about the driving style yeah yeah 100 yeah um and like speaking on the on the adverse like what would you say is one of the best uh qualities that cody has to be able to um you know be part of the team and as a racer in general yeah i mean i think anytime you have a have a teammate even whether it's family not family i i think you can progress so much um just just bouncing ideas off and like he's saying you come off the track and you can say what we're doing here and all that it's so valuable and and we're so close i mean the dude lived next door so like we talk all the time about all that and probably taught me about everything i know about driving and racing but i can see the things where i went off and like he's saying i'm more calculated and and less willing to take the risk I also see him, on the other hand, where he is more more apt to take the risk and can kind of just, you know, shut his brain off a little bit and just naturally just go, you know what I mean? And, and at, especially, like, towards the end of the race, I see him, you know, he's the king of, yeah, he says he doesn't start good, but, dude, he comes on at the end always, you know what I mean? He kind of has that that never-give-up type of style in his driving, and that's something Fastest that I... Fastest lap at the end of the race. Yeah, you know, always. so that's something that I don't have as much that I definitely look up to that I that I know, like, man, like... You gotta, you gotta stick with it at the end, you know. Like just because you're in second, you know, and way down, I feel like, those like he's not gonna give up. Such as much, a benefit so. to each other. I think so for sure. I mean, he his style is gonna is gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of learn from that, and he can learn from what I'm doing, right? You know what I mean? And you see, the, and I can see the wrong things you're doing. And say, yep, I don't want to do that, and he can learn from the wrong things I'm doing, and see, yep, I don't. Yeah, no, do that, and so. honestly, like for me, for like for him, it's like the patience thing, like coming through the pack. 
there's been multiple times where it's like I've forced the issue too quick. And if I would have just uh, waited just a second, it would have been way better. My car would have been in better shape. Yeah. And I would have still got there. I would have just waited a second. And there's the same with him. Like, you know, he's waited a second, and then it turned out to be worse. Like, he should have just pounced Part right away. Part of that's luck, though, right? Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. 100%. There's a ton of luck in racing. But, yeah, dude, it's. I think it's just so valuable having a teammate in general. I was going to uh, say that, that exact same of. thing. But for sure, for us, like, we're more than teammates, for sure. Like, we're family. And, I mean, dude, I, we're less like a, a – a nephew and, and uncle more like brothers. So, I mean, we see each other every day. So it's just, it, it is super valuable for sure. I think it's super cool because like, so when we had the Yamaha program, we were, uh, everybody's out there trying to win for themselves, right? Like we would bring stuff to support the other racers and parts and things like that. But at the end of the day, um, I would get off the track and um, I would talk with Dustin Nelson and I would say, you know, what did you do here? But it's not the same as your guys' dynamic. Like yeah. He would give me a little bit of technical yeah. advice. Yeah, for us, there's about no it. secrets, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you're looking I mean, you're looking at the garage behind us. Like, our cars get prepped within five feet of each other. Right. So, even if I wanted to not tell him that I'm doing something, he literally walks over and is like, hey, what is that? You know what I mean? Or vice yeah. versa. Like, there's no, there's, there's literally no yeah. secrets. And even, like, last year, I had... I had some issues at the first few rounds, like ran real good, but, you know, had some issues at the end of the first few rounds. And then I completely flipped to like trying to get him a championship. Yeah. Like it, and that's I started that's doing testing cool and about it too. Like that's insane. Cool. Yeah. So like, and, and too, yeah, of course we're, we're, if we're sitting there both battling for the win, yeah, we're battling. Like we want to beat each other. Don't get me wrong. I mean, dude, you should have seen it. Anyone that was at works in 2019 <laughs> saw it. <laughs> I mean, we knocked we, down uh, drag out battles. Yeah, I mean, I was, dude, I we mean, were I, just I, battling. I felt bad. I was about to fight my nephew yeah, in the pits. But still, like, <laughs> yeah, really, of course, we want to, we want to, we want to beat each other. But still, like, we want each other to succeed more than just any other normal teammate, right? Like, we we want, we for sure want each other to succeed. Like, if I'm not going to win, it definitely, I I would definitely hope it's going to be him. I'm not going to keep any secrets to myself that I think would make myself a better driver, or make my car better, or anything else. Um, I would never keep that from him because I want him to succeed just as much I want to succeed. So I want to know that uh, we both feel that way. Okay, race. so it was 2019 oh, at Mesquite, I think, right? It was Mesquite? Oh, yeah, that one was my fault for so sure. So we went, I think, the, like the three the rounds one. prior, or two rounds prior, he beat we me at like it. straight yeah. up. Like he straight up beat me in the RS1 class. <laughs> RDL 33 says you complete each other. Yeah. You guys are like, <laughs> <laughs> but, you guys are like uh, Jerry Maguire. So, so, yeah, we, we had went at it. Dude, 55 minutes of just like wide open yeah. like we were that they were giving fun. us pit boards like slow down because was the track like did it le lean it or give yeah it, it did and like havasu mm -hmm. like we stopped jumping lagoon jump and then one of us would jump it to get in front of the other so we kept just yeah. leapfrogging each Probably other one it, of the funnest races ever havasu and then we yeah. it all kind of came to a head at mesquite and like i was i i ate roost for if the race is 40 or 55 minutes, I eat roost for 48 minutes. Like I was behind him just eating roost the whole time. And, uh, he made a mistake and I got inside of him and then we like continued to go at it. And there was a yellow flag. Like there was a line in mesquite where you could go way around the inside and it was way faster, but there was yellow flags. Well, I went around the outside because they had a, waving like not to go that way and this fool just yeah. blitzes through the yellow flags and passed no, me. So was, I was pissed yeah. after. So, 
I pulled up behind him after the checkered flag and drilled him, like <laughs> from behind. But, oh yeah. yeah, it was fun. That was probably the that was probably the worst it got. That's that a good year, story but, though. Yeah, it for sure. Yeah. It was only like, we went at it. We went at it, and then yeah, I, I remember. How could you not go at it dude, though? Like I remember being. You would have done too. the same thing if he if he did like if he pulled up. You probably yeah. would have went to the inside. Oh. No, it oh. was like one of those oh. things. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, where it was like the split second decision was like. I was behind him. I remember being in the car, dude. I remember getting roost. Going and, through the and inside we, line. And he or... hops out. I'm like, why the heck is he hopping out? I pop out into this one, and I see the yellow flag. I'm like, it's too freaking late now. Oh, he I'm almost like, mowed too the late flagger now, over. You know? like, <laughs> he almost drilled the flag. I'm here now. Like, At yeah. that point, like, was there any yeah. point when you were actually doing it? You're like, oh, that's the wrong move. Oh, right away. Right <laughs> away. I'm like, oh, I'm, that was stupid. But, like, what am I going to do now? Like, I, I, I got it. You know what I mean? And you're I you're solely committed. Yeah. yeah, I was fully committed. So I knew I was going to hear about it after, and I knew it wasn't going to be there good. Was, there was for sure some fun times. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was I was I was waiting for it. I was waiting for sure, for sure. Because we had gone, like you said, dude, we had gone at it for the first few rounds of the well, year. That, but prior to that, 2019, I'm pretty, the, yeah, the 2019, that, so. we were, we had like just smashed each other, basically, you know, going first and second for a lot of them. And um, obviously when we didn't go first and second, one of us had a problem, but it was, uh, it was like, it was pretty crazy. I didn't think like a razor could do some of the things that we were doing like even at Mesquite, I'm pretty sure I drove probably 75% of the race looking out of the side nets just because like Mesquite's big sand yeah. bumps and you're just like <laughs> bouncing and I think it trying to keep it straight. Progress, you know? Yeah, oh, that's sure. exactly what I was going to say is like you I have to up each other's game. Uh, yeah, RDL 33 said <laughs> the beef only lasts about 30 minutes and then you guys kissed and made up. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a bunch of people yeah. that were there and like everyone still talks yeah. about that like being the being like the best thing they've ever seen. So I love seeing battles like that though. I mean, how many it motocross brewing too? It had been brewing all year I felt like. So. Yeah. yeah, but that that's good though. That was fun. And th that same thing will happen again. I can promise you oh, that. Oh, yeah, like, I guarantee uh, it. I, I'd way rather be battling and beefing in first and second than it would be in seventh and eighth like we have been now. So <laughs> whatever. If that's what it is, that's what it is. The true racer mentality yeah, right there. Dude. So if if that same feeling that you guys had like during that year or during those races, does that like something that you guys expect to have very soon? Like when you guys yeah. have that uh, that same ambition to be able to go out and kick ass, like how no, does it, I just I'm ready to roll to the line and just feel like, even if someone is having their best day, I'm better than them on their best day. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunately it hasn't been like that recent, you know, this year. But in 2019, I think both of us, even racing each other, both of us went to the line thinking like we are better than the next guy. And yeah. there's no way that they're going to win if this thing holds together. They're not going to beat me straight up. I feel like that's a massive competitive advantage. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Confidence is key, too. Like, if you are if you show up and you already think you're slower than somebody else, you're beat. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and that's something that's definitely been tough as we've been getting beat so much. Because, like, naturally, I know myself personally, like, I'm just naturally a more confident person like that. So, I usually roll up to the line. I'm like... Not in a cocky way at all, but just being like, there's no reason these guys should beat me today, right? Like, yeah. if I've, I've worked just as hard as every single one here. I have just as good of equipment as everyone here. Like, it comes down to me right now doing what I'm supposed to do, right? The and I can winner, win. yeah. Yeah, so showing up now, man, it's been like, dude, like, can I even win? You know what I mean? Like, that does say you know, a lot for, so the, that's for, tough, the, but. for the industry and the sport as a whole that you can have that much level of competition. You know what I mean? Like, not to say that 2019 wasn't the same. But it's definitely bigger now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, of course. It has been every year. Dude, that's year like phenomenal. Goes. Like just being a fan, like watching that, like, of course, we, we all want you to win and you guys want to win, right? But 
I'm going to go out there and just watch a badass battle like I saw last time I was at Texplex. Yeah, yeah no, and I mean, honestly, that's what you're getting right now at Texplex. It's those, the dudes at the front are, are going at it. And, you know, the little bit that, that we've been up front, even, you know, just when we've been there this year, it's like there's cars going everywhere. There's no one that's giving you <laughs> yeah. a half an inch that's anywhere. Like you're, you're wide open. You're yeah. going 150%. Like, as hard as you possibly can. There's no saving anything. I don't know. Have you seen the video of my uh, yeah? That was actually on the intro. car. I'll actually Dude. see if I can pull it in now. So yeah, uh, that's give about it, like how it goes out there. Give us a little bit of an understanding for that. Like as uh, as I look for the video right now. Like so, Dude. explain to that what happened. Like a bunch of people spun out, but that was text flex happened. Dude, <laughs> text flex happened. So that was what round one or two. I think it was two. I think that would have been round two. And uh, man, there's there uh, the the. Like the thing is, they have 25 guys, you know, on a on a land rush start. We're 20. We're I don't know. I think we're 22 wide or something like that at that round. And uh, well, there's this long old start at Texplex, which is cool. Kind of what what makes Texplex Texplex is super long, fast start, dude. You get going like I don't know 70 um, by the time you get down that thing. And uh, there's these big rollers coming down it, right? So how hard and, do you got to get on the brakes in the first turn? real hard 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 or you're just going to stop when when you hit the next guy <laughs> but there's the big rollers coming down the straight right so it sends everyone kicks everybody sideways because you're in a short course car you know your your suspension's really low so it's just dude i mean you'll see it right here i, I think it's cheney right here that comes that was actually the all video the across the track like I, and I gotta i gotta switch the video i don't know actually how know how to do that on the program here um but yeah it's like uh it's crazy to see that dude because well, this is like a sideways video. I don't know if I want to show that because yeah. it's too sideways. But, no, but dude, basically, I mean, you just got, there's for sure 10 factory guys there that all expect to win and all can win. And dude, there's another there's another 10 behind that still totally have a chance to win. You know what I mean? And they're all one to beat all of us factory guys, right? So you have 20 dudes that are coming into a first turn that's two cars wide and you got these rollers sending everybody out of shape on the way and no one's going to let off. You know what I mean? I ain't going to be the one to let off. I'll make the guy next to me let off, right? And that's how everyone on that line like the same mentality. So everyone's getting squirrely bouncing each other around. And then there's not much braking traction right there going in the first turn, just the way that first turn lines up. So everyone gets on the brakes hard and slides into the next guy. So that just gets me excited. Not that everybody spun out, but thinking about that level of competition. Yeah. Yeah, There's, I mean, you have a, you have a bunch of guys right now that do not like to lose and they're, they're all putting in the time. They're all putting the time that we're putting in and they all expect, to win no matter what, yeah. like when they're there. I mean, yeah, the Millers, the Ronnie, all these. them expect them to win. Chaney. You know, the sponsors and are all st- of them, Are people so. still driving decent, though, and not just wadding other people up? I'd say it's gotten cleaner. If yeah, it's, it's, I think everyone's kind of learned each other. I mean, when you had a bunch That's of West good. Coast guys show up, like at the first round, yeah. and then, you know, you had a bunch of new people, you know, fast guys, but new people, everyone was kind of like, not they just cleaning people out. They though. just didn't really know, you know, what people were going to do. To learn each other's driving styles so. and know know what you can and can't do around someone. So yeah. How is the racing classes? Do they have like an amateur class there? Or no? They have a bunch of them. I think they have. Um, they have like a beginner and then an yeah, expert class and then like a pro class. Yeah, oh, okay. I swear so there's like can, beginner, there's, a, there's a few different ones. Beginner, intermediate, expert, and pro. I think they have a bunch. Yeah, um, kind of moto style. Looks like the Textplex guys just commented and said, "Let's go, boys!" <laughs> yeah, well, these guys are going to get it, let it go uh, pretty soon here. Uh, so it sounds like you guys um, are getting some stuff ready. I mean, this car behind us looks like it's pretty pristine right now. Um, you made some changes to do better next time. Yep, yep. we uh, we came back and uh, made a bunch of changes actually, and then we'll be going out a little bit early to uh, yeah. do some testing and stuff there in Texas. So. 
um, just we've kind of been full bore since we got home trying yeah. to trying to get stuff you know lined out and you know tires and there's never enough offset. time in racing. yeah no, no i mean not at all no. if you gave me three months off right now i probably still wouldn't have everything perfect the way i want it but um you know it's been nice week i think we got six weeks this time um between yeah. races which it was only three last time so um we're we're gonna be way better off the you know what we were the last time we were there yeah i can agree um so maybe you can tell me a little bit about the the new design and the new setup that you guys have for uh for the car because uh i have always been super proud of you guys in the way that you guys have uh basically branded everything i mean you guys have done such a great job so um i don't know if we can actually put a, a picture on the screen but you guys have a, a new black and white livery um maybe you could, could kind of tell us like the process of going through and getting all that done yeah i mean like like you said, like we, it's something we take pride in for sure, and and having all of our stuff look cool, especially coming from Moto too. You know, everything is uh, everything always looks cool in Moto to me. So, um, yeah, it's just having good style and, and presenting your sponsors well, really. You know what I mean? So they deserve it. I, I think we we get more out of our, ourselves looking presentable and stuff like that. And and I mean, dude, we're just. <laughs> but it straight up comes down to our OCD and like to make our stuff look cool. But I think it's like, it's so valuable in our sport now. Like there's a lot of guys that are doing it right and have their stuff looking good. And man, sponsors want them because of that specifically sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some sponsors out there that don't really care if you win. They want to be presented well. And then there's some that could care less how they're, how you presented, but they want you to win. And there's well, every aspect and we try to cover all bases kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But you guys are really yeah. doing it professional. I mean, you got the rig lined up and all that stuff, but um, even the tent setup that you guys have, the branding structure that you guys have, the, the screen uh, or the uh, YouTube video that we're showing right now has the car on the screen. Um, I mean, it's really clean looking. I mean, like the OCD comes through like you wouldn't believe, but it looks great. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we wanted everything to look a certain way. I mean, obviously, we want to be fast, too, um, but things need to things need to look right. I mean, I, I remember when I first started, my dad's like, ah, you don't need to wrap it. You don't need anything. Well, like, there's a reason that there's a reason that Razor, you know, helps us out, and it's because we're putting their name out there, and, you know, we're, we're doing our best to make them look good. So, um, you know, it's a it's big for us. Like he says, we're we're both extremely OCD, so um, you know we want everything to be perfect. They're not quite perfect, yeah. but um, oh, we'll still pick them apart. Yeah, yeah they'll, <laughs> they'll get picked apart, like but it. we'll uh, you know they'll going yeah. into 2022 and yeah. you know the rest of the year everything. If is, you guys didn't pick them apart, you wouldn't be progressing. <laughs> yeah. right? exactly. And that's something even even this year specifically, we tried to even do a better job at making everything flow together, right? So I mean, like the T-shirt I'm wearing right now matches the car and matches the trailer and all of that. Even so, your guys' outfit. Yeah, and that, <laughs> and that was something that uh, this year we actually hired a designer to, to do it all to where it all had the same look. Look at you um, guys. So that was super cool. Aaron Justice, shout out to him. If he's watching, I don't know. Shout but, out, Aaron. Uh, but yeah, uh, he he was super good and uh, and just made everything look super clean. And and when you see that you know the pit setup, you see the car matching the trailer, matching the canopy, matching the the suits, matching the team shirts everybody's wearing. It just yeah. it just looks presentable presentable to me, you know. And I, it's something that we for sure pride ourselves in. I know our sponsors appreciate. Yeah, for sure. You know what I've always told everybody? Like it's always good to look good on the track and to win, right? But I've always told everybody, and I operated my program like this, hospitality is more important than results on the track. So, like, there's in 2017, we had uh, a horrible year. We didn't have good results. We blew motors all the time, transmission problem, all kinds of stuff, right? Like, racing happens. Yeah. Every single pit that we did, when I came off the track, whether I had podiumed or whether I hadn't finished, we had at least 50 to 100 people at our pits. 
And that is what made everything more special to me and to obviously everybody that was there in the, in the pits with us. Then, I mean, we had had little RC cars for the kids. Like, that was more important than actually podium results. Yeah. Okay? And there's something to be said for that, for sure. I mean, yeah. even little things like like just doing something to set yourself apart, too. You know, like, we instead of doing a normal easy up setup, we did those blow up, like, more Euro Super style cool, canopies. By the way. And, Good job. And it's yeah, just something are... different, you know? Or were they better or not? I don't know. They're probably worse. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. they look cool. I really, yeah. really like them, but it's to each their own. But we just want to do something that's different. And, man, I can't tell you how many people came up when we were out in Texas, like, man, those things are cool. Taking a picture of them. Oh, who made these? You know, yeah. it's, it's just like, it's just something that sets you apart. And I'm like, oh, those are the guys with the cool canopy. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you can do to set yourself apart Dude, is helping you. You know, Next I mean? level, watch. You guys are going to have a photo booth. <laughs> Dude, what's that one up takes. now? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I, especially when you're losing, you got to do it. It's going to be sponsored by Dirt Life. Oh, perfect. All right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, Brian Atkinson uh, commented and said, can't wait till those cars hold together so that we can see you guys uh, on the next. Uh, I know they're Lex Note. The talent that they have is next level, I think. I can't see it all the way. But, yeah, I mean, he's totally right. Like, once you guys figure out the stuff that you need to figure out, you guys are going to be giving, them, uh, giving the Can-Am guys a fit for wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. And, um, you know, I, I know Corbin thinks the same way. It's, you know, we've had a we've had a rough patch. And you say, like you said, racing happens. Like, yeah. it's it's unfortunate part of it. But I think that helps you, you know, obviously enjoy it when it's good um and push forward like like i said earlier when you know we never built a motor until we went to texas because yep. we didn't we never needed it we were fine and we were winning with what we had well like we weren't progressing we were just staying stagnant with and now you we gotta get at. to the next level so yeah now i mean right now when these things are done and they're done and tested and everything is good like this car is going to be 10 times better than my championship winning car ever was because of the hard times that we had trying to yep. get them to where they're exactly. at. A hundred percent. Brian O one thirty three asks, uh, can you guys say where you're from? Nuevo, California. It's, uh, it's in Southern, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, in Southern California, California by uh, uh, Riverside, I guess would be the biggest thing you'd know. Maybe Yeah, Riverside smack there. I like to say we live in the middle of somewhere, you know, we're not in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of things around us, but where we're actually the perfect yeah, is play, nowhere. The perfect thing is though, is that you can ride UTVs on the street and the yeah. cops are cool. Super with it. cool. Yeah. Uh, but so I was going to say like, um, I've got to uh, be, have the opportunity to interview like guys like Rob McCachran and Carl Renazetter at the same time in the same conversation and stuff and sit down with those guys. And those guys have so many stories of the past, obviously. They're a little bit older, and uh, they're generational race, racers as well, but they've gone through the ranks, started in buggies, trophy trucks, pro fours, now all these different things, right? And I can see like the way that you and Ronnie are talking. The Miller brothers are so uh, competitive with you guys as well that um, – Whoever interviews you guys or, or other people, like let's just say 10 or 15 years from now, those are going to be the same conversations that you guys have as well because you guys are building this industry and the sport. And the things that you're thinking about now are the same things that those guys, those amazing professional drivers were doing at the at the, your younger age. Yeah, I mean, those guys were taking, you know, stock like rangers and, you yeah. know, building them up. So it's – we're – you know, we're kind of doing the same thing, you know, at a different, obviously different equipment, but, um, you know, it's, we're in the early stages, like they were in the early stages and you look now and like the top trophy trucks are insane. And honestly, I don't think that these are going to be too far behind, you know, I mean, you already see, you Electric already see vehicles coming out now. All yeah. Kinds you of stuff. see that and you even see like the top UTV times, like 
aren't crazy slow, even like desert. Right, because yeah, because they're Compar- fast. Yeah, comparative, you know, on what they spend. So, and I mean, dude, like, look at if you threw, imagine throwing a trophy truck or a Pro Four on a on a Texplex track, you get smoked. You oh, know what I mean? Dude, yeah. So the versatility of this thing can go on. You know, this thing can go on a straight up motocross track and do all the jumps that a dirt bike's doing. You know, and it still can go hold its own in the desert. I mean, yeah, there's nothing like a trophy truck out there, but it so, can go out there and hold its own. Anywhere. I got a good story about that. You guys can probably chime in with a story about this too. Is um, so my first Razor 900 that I bought from the guys at the UTV Wolfpack. That was my first car. The first day I got to go test or drive that thing. We went out to uh, a motocross park in Arizona, and it had a little, like, vet track, which was basically like a, I don't know, short course works track. Like, it wasn't that great, but it was perfect for testing those little cars. Uh, I got bored in, like, two seconds, so I went on the motocross track, and I didn't tell anybody. I just snuck over there, and I did all of the motocross jumps first lap. I mean, there's some that were fourth gear on a 250F, like, big, and I did all of them first lap, and then as I came around for the second lap, the dude fucking took me he's like get out of here like Wait, waved you off yeah that to me is still the funnest place to drive a side-by-side i uh, thought it was so rad best and i still feel that once they throw a side-by-side series up that's either like running the same like outdoor tracks that moto is running or or even getting into a stadium um i think i think the funnest place to drive these things would be on like a true outdoor motocross track or didn't or they a stadium do their like red that. bud i don't know but even like that you know like if you if we could race these things on those i feel like it shows I feel like it shows what these things are really capable of. Like it showcases them the absolute best. You know, Glen Helen, Glen Helen, Maine. Yeah, like that. Just so Glen Helen, fun. Maine only. Well, like you go to the desert, you know, and I got to drive that for a Yamaha test day. Yeah, it's so fun because like you go to the desert and like the desert. The, the desert's cool on a side by side, but like people that are lining up along the road to see people go by are lining up to see the trophy trucks, right? Like yeah. they're the fastest thing out there. And then you go to a Lucas race, and and the pro forwards are the fastest thing out there, right? Like to me. A side by side is the is next to a dirt bike, obviously. Yeah. But to go on a motocross track that has big berms that they're roosting on and big jumps that they're jumping and whoop sections, all that. That's such the a side by side is going to be the fastest four wheel vehicle on that type of track, and that's it's going to showcase all its capabilities. So it that's gets, such so. a good point. Mike Gardner I still said hope that uh, comes up. But. Yeah, I do too, man. Yeah. That would be so. Well, uh, Mike Gardner chimed in and said, uh, "Love these dudes." Uh, thanks, Mike, for chiming in. Uh, well, I'll ask Casey Sims' question in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> didn't the Dirt Series have uh, Glen Helen Main Track as a um, race or no? Or yeah, they, they cut it short. They did, but they they kind of cut it short and cut some sections out. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't the exact same thing. But I mean, it That's was still close. So much it was fun, fun yeah. though. Like we had a blast. It just that series unfortunately didn't get the like the promotion that that it needed to get big so um i mean it's still going and all that it's just you're not getting like the top pro guys aren't going to dirt series to go race so um that's that's the only thing we're talking about about they need a little bit more of an incentive yeah uh casey sims commented and said corbin when are we going rally racing i'm ready let's go so uh, where and when let's get it if you guys didn't know uh uh you guys probably did but casey uh actually purchased the subaru and yeah uh, he just went to the rally school and stuff like that so it's kind of cool to see um that all of the younger guys are really you know trying to step up their game i think it's pretty badass yeah, you. I mean, you have to. It's all all these kids are doing it, and they're all starting so dang young now, and in good stuff too. I mean, the like the top of the line one seventies are unreal. Yeah, so yeah. unreal. Um, I can promise you though that no matter what racing that you guys go in, that the side by sides are going to be the most lucrative in the future. So, it, no, ma- no matter what you do, keep those side by sides going, man, because yeah. you guys are doing a fantastic job. I'm all for it. I think everyone always says, "Oh, what are your plans in the future?" Like. Man, there's so many opportunities that are come from the side by side. I have no problem racing the side by side for years to come. You know, yeah, Just, exactly. Of course, I want to do it on uh, maybe on new terrain or or 
new new obstacles or new genre of racing. But man, I'd still Plus, love to do it in the side by side. There's so many cool cars. Like we already talked about the versatility of all the different cars, right? Wider, skinnier, whatever. But like they've developed and they keep developing every few years. Like so good. I mean, who knows yeah. what's going to come out next? Yeah, you know? I mean, like, imagine imagine looking at this thing five years ago when you're driving a 900. You know, like they're not even they're not even comparable. Like yeah. this thing's insane. But yeah. you can do even in stock form compared to. Compared to that, and those things were fun as heck in their day too, and they still are. Dude, but, that's man, so I can't imagine tr- the next five years. You know, I wonder what like uh, I gotta ask James Hill the same question over at IMG because he's like the OG Rhino guy. Yep. So I gotta ask him the same question. Like, what if you had to get back uh, in a Rhino? Exactly. Yeah. Like compare that to a Rhino. I mean, dude. Dude. They were all talking about golf carts. The Rhino is about a dang golf cart compared to these now. And these are still the golf carts, right? Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys have such a good uh, race mentality and a good uh, uh, craft to be able to do it. Um, you guys kind of talked about that race craft. Like um, Cooper Webb and Eli Tomek have different race crafts, right? Yeah. I feel like you guys are a little bit different. Like uh, his mental race craft is kind of like Cooper Webb. You know, like he's real methodical. He uh, understands what he's doing uh, different. You're a little bit more hanging out, like maybe a Eli Tomac or somebody. Yep. Um, but those uh, traits both benefit each other. I like that. Coop's my man. <laughs> Coop's your guy. <laughs> Vegas Coop, man. Yeah. He's cool. Actually, uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty cool, dude. I, I like him. People yeah. hate on him, but, dude, you got to respect it. It just shows up and gets it done. I know, right? The only thing I wish he would do is take more outside lines because he's like the inside line master. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> yeah, he's not wasting any KTM time. KTM turns good, I guess. I know, right? Yeah, they do. Um, all right, so uh, we already asked what your future plans were and stuff like that, but is there any um, people that you'd like to thank or before we go into this rapid-fire Q&A? Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously Polaris right off the top. I mean, without them, you know, we're not we're not sitting here doing this. I'll tell you that, so... Um, no chance. You know, Polaris, Motul, Rigid, Tensor, Method, Walker, Holtz, Car One. Man, there's like there's a ton of people. Sparco. Um, there's there's no way without without those people behind the program that we're that we're going to be doing it. It's just it's too expensive, and you know it's you got to have a lot of help, and and those guys are those guys have been a huge one. So so yeah. when you talk about the sponsors and stuff because i always think about it like from a pr standpoint right like uh, okay well you got your pr girl right over here right so it, what would she say has been yeah, uh, the best thing like your longevity with the sponsors the um way that you work with them like maybe i guess a better question would be like if you're talking to some of these new racers that are listening to the show um we get this question all the time like how do i get sponsored i mean i probably got it 10 times i shelby week. Yeah, hire Shelby. There you go. Hire Shelby. Uh, but um, <laughs> honestly, I think it's just being a genuine person. You see Be yourself, right? Yeah, and you see you see a lot of people get a lot of stuff really fast, and then they burn out, right? So you know they get help, and I don't know how they're doing it, or maybe they're not even getting it. What it, what it seems like, you know how Instagram is, so you just never know. <laughs> but I feel like if like I've had relationships with a lot of people. I have old sponsors that I they don't even sponsor me anymore, and like we have super good relationships with. Um, that's actually really hard to do. Yeah, no. And I mean, there's just comes a point where, you know, sometimes from a business standpoint, like, Hey, sorry, this doesn't work this year, but I'm not saying that this isn't going to work in two years or five years from now. Like don't burn bridges. You can't, you can't, it's such a small industry. And like you see it, you see, you see one person. So let's say you burn a bridge at one sponsor. Well, a lot of times that guy that was your sponsor there has now gone to this company, this company, this company, and this company. So if you burnt your bridge with him, you're done with all these other ones too. So you got to, I don't know, I feel like just being a genuinely good person and, you know, I mean, I don't know, I feel like, you know, we probably don't do social media stuff as as good as we should. That's kind of why Shelby's been helping us out. But 
you just like talk to them and, and, you know, let them know how you're doing and just get to know them on more of a personal level versus just like, Hey, what can you give me type thing? And we yeah. actually talked about this when Shelby was interviewed on the show, um, earlier, like one of the first episodes, um, another really, really big tip, never throw your helmet. Yeah, never get throw your helmet. I like, had uh, Cody's definitely more my, of that than me. Okay. My first, <laughs> my first year of racing, um, goggles flying, just all kinds of stuff. Just because t- you want to win. Terrible. Yeah. Like, it, like I mean, I look at back at it now, and I'm like, dude, I was an idiot. Like, yeah, that's the dumbest thing. And I, pissed people off. 2020. Yeah, though. I made people yeah. mad. So, um, you know, it's it's. You gotta, you know, yeah, you can vent and you can do all those things, but do it in private. Yeah. Don't go in the motorhome. Yeah. Go in the motorhome and throw your tantrum and then walk out with a smile on your face because it looks really, really bad. It looks really bad when you just put it all out there. So, um, that's, that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned. I've been on the other side and done some stupid stuff. So, and we all know that there's always a camera around these days, right? Yeah, there is. There is, Uh, is, is super cool that you guys operate your program like that. I think, uh, more so like you're talking about, being a good person and being yourself, but you relate to the people, right? Like you said, um, you know, Motul is a sponsor of yours. Razor is a sponsor of yours. There's people behind that sponsorship, yeah, not the, just yeah. the company. And those people, yeah. and like those people have families. Those people, you know, do things. They go on vacation. Like I find a lot of people just get super upset with people when stuff doesn't happen. Like right now, and right. like. People have lives too, so 100%. you got to kind of understand. You got to kind of understand it from. I'm. I don't know. I'm probably better than that at, than Corbin, just because I have my own family now. So it's one of those things where I understand. I get it. Like people will call me, and I'm trying to sit down and eat dinner, and I'm. You know, they're sitting there calling me, calling me, calling me for work, and it's like, come on, give me, give me a break. I was at work yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah. But th- yeah, that is just being you. You know, like a lot of pe- these people were just. Do you think uh, especially there's like kids and stuff, you know, you try to put on this persona and like we, we put on this persona of like, yeah, the clean cut, like try to be well-spoken and try to have our stuff looking right. But that, that isn't some persona we're putting on, you know, that's, that's, that's us. You yeah. know what I mean? We're not trying to, we're not, we're not some wild partiers that are trying to put this on. This is us and this is what we want to do. If you are the wild partier, you know, like th- there's still a market for that too, you know what I mean? To a point, you yep. know? Um, so, so be you, I mean, yeah, you can't be, a, you can't be stupid. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, I agree uh, 100%. And that's kind of where I was going with it was like we had talked about it at the beginning of the show that you guys were were OCD, but it's actually just because you guys are being you. You know, you're not showing something on social media that isn't uh, an actual truth. And I'm not trying to put out, I'm not trying to make people think I'm something that I'm not, you know, like there's me and I'm going to do, I mean, I'm going to try to be the best me and I'm going to try to help him be the best him. And we're, we're going to do that together and we're going to try to make the team the best it can look, but it's still a point. We're still humans. You know what I mean? And every racer is, and man, you play to your strong suits and you try to, you try to fix your weaknesses. And and just like you're saying, be you. And especially with sponsors and stuff like that, they're real people, you know? So there's, there's plenty of people now that I could, that I can think of now that we're still, you know, friends with that, if there is as ever is an opportunity in the future, we will be back with him. I can tell company, you one of the so. most meaningful things that uh, has ever happened in my racing programs is um, me sending thank yous and gifts to my sponsors yeah. at the end of the year. Because yeah. like they're like you said, they are a family. Yep. Like little things like that are so valuable, and it's something that I, I know for sure we're not super good about those kind of things. Like that just a little thing basket. like that. Yeah, yep. like we're not <laughs> that good about social media, and we can make the excuse that oh, we're just so focused on winning races, and it's probably half valid, but. You still have to be the whole package to one point, Dude, you know? So. 100%. All right. Well, so the in, the iPad's dying. We don't want to lose Instagram. So uh, 
I appreciate you guys coming on. Let's go through yeah. this rapid fire Q and A. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah, let's get All it. right. Uh, hopefully, you guys didn't cheat too much on these. Uh, let's let uh, Corbin go first here. All right. So, hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft all day. All day. Yep. So he's mad at me because I got hard shell. Nothing further. other. I mean, soft carne asada. I don't even mess with anything else. You don't? Nope. Carne asada. I'm a, hard, I'm a hard shell guy. I like them tacos. I mean, them. street tacos. I'll do soft, but other than that, I'm a hard shell guy. Pan fried tacos all day for the win. Uh, chicken or asada? Oh, Asada. Uh, Asada, yeah. Dunes or the river? I would say dunes. I'm going to go river. You're going river? I feel like river, you could do both. I feel like you kind of ride at the river when it's not hot. I don't know. I like chilling sometimes. Depends on where you go. I like your style. I race enough, man. I like to be able to go and chill at the river sometimes. Three-wheeler or quad? I'm going to go with three-wheeler. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really either, but I'm 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 going to go three-wheeler more than I'm going to go quads for sure. (laughs) Dude, you guys got some cojones, man. Uh, Barsha or Plessinger? Plessinger. Um, you know, I don't know. Barsha's made a fan out of me this year more. I feel Barsha's like style for sure, but ple- as a person, I like Plessinger better, I think. Barsha's just freaking pepper the whole time. Yeah, he's just, just full animal. wide open. Pizza rolls that. or jalapeno poppers? Little Smokies. Ooh. <laughs> I, oh, I remember. We used to have that on here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll go Pizza Rolls. I'm not a huge fan of either, really, I guess. Would you pick Little Smokies rolls. then, too? I don't know that I've ever had Little Smokies. Um, little Smokies oh, are the dude. little barbecue weenies, the little ones. Oh, oh yeah. What if yeah, I did Little, little smokies, smokies or Mini Chimmies? Little That's smokies. what I should do. I just always called those Mini Dogs, but mini yeah, dogs. Little Smokies, yeah. Mini Corn Dogs or Mini Chimmies? I would definitely go, uh, yeah, Mini Corn Dogs. Uh, all right, let's see here. What's next? Oh, coffee or tea? Uh, neither. I'm going tea. I like the sweet tea count. I love sweet tea. You love you some sweet tea? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Favorite movie? Uh... I don't know. I'm not a big movie guy. I really like Ford versus Ferrari and The Goonies. That's a good movie. All right. If Goonies. I get two, I get I get Hot Rod as my funny and like my serious is like Interstellar. Really? Like some weird sci-fi drama. People yeah. have always asked me this question because they think I'm going to pick like uh, um, whatever uh, whatever movies, but uh, like Step Brothers or something. And I'm like, no, dude. It was like Requiem for a Dream as yeah. number one. And uh, uh, what's that one with? Uh, dang it. Russell Crowe. And he was... Uh, Gosh, I forgot what the name is, but uh, the brain movie where he's really smart. A Beautiful uh, Mind. A Beautiful I'm, Mind. Yeah. Those weird two. Requiem for a like, Dream and A Beautiful Mind. And then Butterfly Effect is Podium. Yeah. All, right, all right. I'm weird. Like, I don't, I'm not a big movie guy, but I don't really have a favorite because I hate to, like, watch the same movie twice. Like, if I've seen it, I've seen it. I already know what's going to happen. You yeah, know? I feel you on Shelby that. Shelby makes fun of me for it. But I'm like, I've already seen it. I'll Road bike or mountain bike? Mountain, mountain bike. bike. You guys are on mountain bike all day? Yeah. You don't like Road Amanda? bike is just pure suffering. Dude, it's pure suffering. Uh, you know what I was thinking the other day, though, is like that's probably why I like it so much is because I wasn't able to suffer for so long, and yeah. now I can do it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I get it. I mean, I, I'd love to I'd love to have one. I can't say I've ever ridden a road bike. It, so Really? You've I've never got, like full spandexed up and like actually gone on a ride. Right. I've ever just cruised one around. Just to de- have a picture of the spandex so you can yeah. give it to your wife when All she's right. all mad at yeah. you and just make fun of you after that. <laughs> Look pretty cute. Mountain Dew or Dr. Pepper? Sprite. I'm not a big soda guy. I'm I'm more of a water, but I'll do Dr. Pepper over Mountain Dew for sure. So Ryan Beat was telling me that, uh, and we all know what Shelby would do, Cactus Cooler. Yeah, yeah, uh, she does like Cactus Ryan Cooler. Ryan Beat said Dr. Pepper yeah. is the soda of off-road. That's what yeah. he told me. Dr. Pepper is good, dude. I mean, like I really? said, I don't, I don't really drink soda. Like we, I don't. I, I mean, don't maybe we should it, hit him up for a sponsorship healthy, if they're the so soda of off-road. That's but. what I'm saying, dude. Like, so where did that come from? Uh, if you had one superpower, what would it be? I, like, think, I, I mean, think what, what are our options? I think fly. No, nah, we can't just make up. You can make right. up whatever you I'd want. Flying dude. would be pretty sick. Yeah, I think fly. What would your son pick? Hayden pick? Oh, he'd, he'd for sure be Spider Man. Yeah, he would definitely be able to shoot webs. Spider Man? Yeah, he would he'd for sure be Spider Man. Uh, he but, might be Sonic right now. He might like to run. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's all about Sonic, Sonic too. Where are you going with your superpower? 
Oh, dude, I'm going everywhere. There. Oh, you're gonna be a teleporter guy? Yeah. No, I'm. I'm flying. I'm just cruising. When it's time to get dinner, I'm just flying over to Italy or something for dinner. All right. So we already talked about this one. Your guys' most memorable race was that one in 2019. Uh, yeah, favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Whoa. Oh yeah, you answered this last time. I think yeah. cookies the, and cream all day. Cookies and cream all day. Yeah, uh, sure. Dogs or cats? Cat. Dude, well, I think I like like I didn't used to like cats, but I think I like cats now. What about the little pig that's out front? Well, he's, I don't think he's too little. Yeah, but. he's not very little. <laughs> he's and a don't big make old him brat, mad, dude. Yeah. Oh, really? He's a, he's a big old baby. Definitely not pigs. Uh, Netflix or YouTube? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. Uh, Supercross or motorcross? Well, Shelby's going to pick you. You got to tell you that you have to say YouTube next time because. Oh, okay. Yeah. YouTube. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. YouTube. Uh, Supercross well, or motorcross? I think I'm an outdoor guy. Motocross. Dude, Dude I really appreciate outdoor so much, but the hype of Supercross, like opening ceremonies, you Dude, can't beat it. So the hype Supercross. is pretty good. I feel you. Uh, what do you guys think about three Anaheims this year? Going to each one of them or what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit one for sure. Three, I can pretty much guarantee Link's going to be at all those races. Link yeah. will just be getting it at all three of them for sure. But I don't know. You might see him line up. Really? He might be yeah, there. You, you should. That would be pretty sick. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see here. What's the next one? Uh, what other form of racing? Oh, you guys already did that. Hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Hamburger all day. Uh, you could have pick a hot, hot, corn dogs and then hamburgers. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Corn dog and hot dog is a whole and separate story. I'll dude. preface this by saying both of your guys' chicks are standing right in front or sitting right in front of us. <laughs> Who is your celebrity crush? So are we going off hotness or are we going off like the whole package? I kind of feel like you should just do the whole package because that's like an even thing, right? So, so Jessica Biel, I think, is pretty fine. But, She's pretty up there. But she has terrible political views. Uh, so, <laughs> so it kind of brings her down a notch, but I'd still have to put her on top. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> See, mine's where are you rough because like when I was like little, like my original was Miley Cyrus, but now she's so blown that <laughs> I have to go, I have to go <laughs> with Kendall in the dinner. Uh, I just mean like she's just done. Like I don't it, even when, care who you pick now because she's hit, so blown. Like, dude, when you hit wrecking ball, <laughs> like when she hit wrecking ball, when she shaved her head, like she, she wrecked was the ball right there. It was over, point, you know. Like it was over for me. It was over for me. Oh, she's so blown. Yeah, chips and guacamole or French fries and ranch. Chips and guac. Chips and salsa. There's no other option. Oh, that's Chips what you're and doing? salsa every single day. All day. I don't miss a day. Yeah, especially with the sh- shitty-ass guac that we got today. <laughs> that's like that's my so one suck. snack. I eat pretty healthy, but that's like my one snack yeah, so that I have to have. The iPad's dying, but the uh, funny story is we got a bunch of tacos today. We tasted the guac. You and yeah, I both yeah. did, and uh, you tasted it like you had some cojones to go in there and taste it. It tastes like soap. Yeah, just like yeah. soap. I haven't eaten any. I'm going to have to go pound no, some now. I think I they the might have put some. Uh, no, nah, your stomach is already it. hurting. You're going to yeah, blow. Yeah. You're going to be blown after I this. I think I'm better that. now, dude. I just... <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't feeling good before, but I'm going to go pound some tacos now. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys both for, uh, you know, hanging out on the show, letting us hang out with the Dirt Life at the shop. It was really cool to just have a fun conversation. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about before we dip? No, I'm good. Yeah, First of all, we, you guys did an awesome job. we covered job. a lot. I think you guys did fantastic on the show. It was cool to have Ronnie on. It was cool to have... <laughs> Seth on yeah. and uh, hanging out. It was really cool that you guys got so many comments and people chiming in. I think it was uh, a really good show and a really fun time. So I appreciate you guys having us. Thanks for having yeah, us. I appreciate you being here. It was fun. Don't Do eat again. the guac. I won't eat the guac. Uh, all right. Well, um, thank you very much to Shelby. Shelby's been was awesome, man. She did such a great job at uh, coordinating all of this stuff. Uh, she even did some technical stuff, like she was a technical coordinator, figuring out how fast the internet would go and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys do need any help, hit up Shelby yeah. uh, in your for your racing programs because she did such a fantastic job uh, mediating this and getting everything lined up. That I think she would be a fantastic addition to any of your guys' sponsorship acquisition opportunities and stuff like that. So, um, thank you very much. To 
her for doing that. Next week's show, uh, we have uh, Mikey Kelly and Johnny Coltura. They're going to both come on. I think it's going to be pretty awesome to talk with those guys. They're both uh, be a good one. Hike men in general. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, and we really appreciate all you guys for joining us. Like you guys commenting in and having fun with us is the lifeblood of the show. So we can't thank you guys enough. You guys can always, always check us out every Monday night on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Unfortunately, tonight Facebook didn't work, but you can always check us out on uh, Instagram. And uh, Thursdays, we always have an Instagram Live with the Industry Insider. Um, all of the uh, shows can be downloaded on any of your favorite uh, archive apps, I call them, like iTunes, Spotify, uh, Pandora, all those apps. So feel free to check those out while you're driving then you don't have to the video but you can still listen to all the audio so uh, man it was just an awesome awesome show um, you guys have been so good to us we want to give back to you guys so on the dirtlifeshow.com we have set up a sponsor deals uh, page so you guys can go get deals over there you can even uh, man watch videos from our boy Alex Stryler he used to work at Lucas Oil he's a, a marketing coordinator and uh, just an all around badass he has a, a whole sponsorship tutorial program that you can watch on how to get sponsorships for your race team I strongly strongly suggest that because that's information that well I think everybody needs and I wish I had when I was uh, a little bit more uh, uh, green in my racing program so like I said thank you guys very much for everything you guys did a uh, a fantastic job and we really appreciate it uh, thank you to the guys at KMC Wheels for sponsoring the show thank you guys at EFX Tires for sponsoring the show the guys at Shock Therapy uh, the guys at Zoander Racing Products and uh, of course the guys at Cryo Heat and Solder Weld uh, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us and uh, man we'll see you guys on Thursday have a good night thanks for listening to the Dirt Life Show 